I'm sorry, but the shop's closed now, ma'am. I could have sworn I locked that door. I must have forgotten. What a tacky shop. I've never seen such tacky little hats. Yet you're by far the tackiest thing here. I'm afraid you will have to leave now. The door's over here, ma'am. We're closed. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I think what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Georgia. And I'm Ethan. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> I would like to say we didn't have to have like a, a meeting like three seconds before I hit the record button about here's the order we're going to do it yeah, in. I sure. just liked your face when you were trying to figure out if you were saying the plus in Disney yeah. plus. Or <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. I must say this. I'm glad we all got on the same page for the introduction because it might be the last time we're on the same page for the whole review. Yeah. Because I'm just saying yeah. that. Let's talk about episode 65. Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, let's just talk a little bit about a little bit of our usual preamble. Let's talk about kind of how we were moving around the world, if you will. Ooh. So we charted this week here at home in Great Britain, cool. in Canada, in, oh, where do I want to go next? Let's say number 46 in Brazil. Wow. Number 48 in Denmark. Nice. We were number 30 in Saudi Arabia. I love that. Number 21 in Switzerland. Cool. Check this out. Literally, check this out. Number three in the Czech Republic. Wow. Hey. And number two in Singapore. Cool. Very cool. Ah, that's that amazing. That the first time we've been in the Czech Republic. I don't know for sure if it's the. F- I don't know. It's been a few days now. So, oh, so obviously, day, so obviously yeah. we report once a week. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. trying to go. By this point, I'm like, ah, because Singapore then came up, and I went, what's this? Yeah. We, so we've, we've charted in Singapore before. Ah, yes, but number two. That's cool. It's so close. That brass ring. Oh. <laughs> if we can say number one in Singapore, oh. I should be writing down these highs each time. Yeah, I'll have, have to go through. Yeah, it's one more thing you should be doing. Ian. Why are you doing more? <laughs> you like analyzing stuff. I, I actually i really do enjoy you sort do. of talking about data uh so that would be that a couple of things before we get started let's do our usual promos uh this has come out obviously on the tuesday which means yesterday ethan we released our final episode of falcon and the weekly soldier it was an emotional moment it and was. i got seven weeks break it's do, fun <laughs> do you know that that's the only mcu thing rated rotten in like the last i don't know how many whatever i heard it? about that yeah? i don't know why 59 percent Sixties, the, the barrier which surprised me because oh, okay. I know the Wonder Vision finale got like a really high rating. Well, we talk, from reviewers. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. We did talk about yeah. about the pacing of that episode. Yeah, and we, if, oh, if, yes. yeah, if, yeah. If if the problem is when you finish on a note, yeah. and if the notes a bit, eh, yeah. which arguably it might have been, mm-hmm. if that's the last thing you're left with, yeah. and you walk away, it might it might you might carry that more than if you buried these things in the middle of an episode true very so that's about that but if you want our full version and our full feelings on that go ahead and check that out we will be back with a new series in seven weeks we will be keeping it low-key low-key and we'll be releasing those on superhero sundays Superhero Sunday. Superhero Sunday. We're going from Marvel <laughs> Monday like to Superhero Sunday. 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 Oh, I can do that. That'll be great. For <laughs> Sunday. 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 So, bloody Sunday. Uh, we're learning about Owen Wilson and all of his. Wow. Wow. And then uh, Loki and uh, 
all the places he travels on the mischief he creates mm. as he travels between worlds nothing related to this one i'm sure <laughs> uh next round table i feel like we should bring that up thanks everybody who listened to our let's talk about the last one our real round table on the best picture winners mm. uh really are fun <laughs> it's dropped i bring this up because esquire magazine ranked all 92 um best picture winners from worst to best yeah they ranked in 89th place our number one film, The King's Speech. <laughs> and in 88th, they ranked our number two film, Shakespeare and Love. That's funny. Uh, other, other notables, number 85, Braveheart. Ooh. Number 78, The Departed. Mm-hmm. Number 30, Rocky. Oh, so okay. that's in the top third, yeah, according yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. And number 17, Gladiator. Hmm. I could not figure that out. And number two, for oh, what? Are they not entertained? Yeah, I, I, well, they, they were obviously very much entertained. Wow. I mean, it's just save it. Like, we had our own poll where Braveheart destroys Gladiator. There's yeah. people I know who write, you know, thought pieces and say that Gladiator might be amongst the worst films to win Best Picture. Like, the, See, I love it, Gladiator. I, I like Gladiator. Yeah. Is it better than the other films that came out? Is the question, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but for it to finish, like, we, we did Braveheart versus Gladiator, and Braveheart trounced Gladiator in our poll. You know, yeah. They ranked it 68 spots higher. Isn't that weird? That feels weird. Doesn't it? And then number two, of course, being Parasite. Number one, I think, was, was number one Moonlight? It might have been Moonlight. Yeah, number one was Moonlight. Which, I, Ethan, I was, I'm uh, sure you love that part yeah. of the list, yeah. I, I love Moonlight, but there are some films that probably could have been in that spot other than Moonlight. And well, I say that someone I haven't seen Moonlight. I haven't seen it. I haven't but, seen it either. But it did feel like someone who was more interested in Zingers than anything else and didn't like oh. a certain type of film. Yeah. 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 There, a lot of a lot of this list, I think I said it in the Twitter thread, was it's just trying to be like contrarian for contrarian's sake. Like the Argo one isn't about the film. It's just you make a film and then nine years later you break up with Anna de Armas. Oh ho ho nine years. And it, it's just it's just a hit at, against Ben Affleck. And the same with uh, Birdman. It's just it looks wank, which is completely <laughs> wrong because it's it's visually like That's fantastic. a masterpiece. It really yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Cinematography wise, it's impressive as well. Yeah. So um just a quick let's go ahead and uh and hit oh I gotta queue it up with the right I've got the wrong bank of sound files up here. Here we go. Let's Ooh. hit the button. There's a mistake. I think this one's for me, caught by me. Ooh. I was doing a quality control check. Oh, I was okay. listening to the pod, driving to work. Um, I guess one could say I do like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, and I, I forget what we were talking about, but we talked about how something in Parasite reminded us of um, Whiplash from um, Iron Man 2. I forget what the reference was, but we said it's kind of like the bit in yeah, yeah, Iron yeah. Man 2 where all of a sudden he's doing the whips, da-da-da-da-da. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were sitting there going, what is that? What is that? What is that? Or maybe it was in Falcon we were talking about this. I forget, Ethan, but something. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, Ivan Drago. And no, oh, yeah, you do that, that as well. No. Ivan Drago's Rocky IV. Rocky IV, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where, hey, maybe if you love me a bit more and we understand each other, I'm Rocky and I fixed the Cold War on Christmas Day. <laughs> no, I meant Ivan Vanko, of course. Yes. So that's really about it. I mean, people had people had a lot to say about Parasite. They did. And we'll talk about a little bit of our shout outs. But it was great. We had lots of engagement. Georgia and Ellie both up their Twitter game this week. I thought you guys were really... <laughs> I know. Oh, you need that. to get Twitter, Liam. I'm serious. You're missing out on a whole dialogue here. So let's my go. My phone was blowing up on Friday with the Follow Friday stuff. Blow I was like, oh my God, I'm like at 30 every minute. This is my 
usual thing, <laughs> which is great. We love people engaging with the podcast. Absolutely. We really, really do, which is makes things at the shout out segment a little bit long at times. Let's get through this, shall we? Take so, uh, always Julene. Julene, 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 for all the love uh, that she always gives us. And she shared a very personal story about her service as a person of color who served in the military oh. and likened that to what we talked about with Kev Falcon and the, and, the, and the Winter Soldier. So oh, okay. it was really interesting. She sort of shed a personal story about that, which was, uh, which was powerful. It's the kind of story that I can't share for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, yeah. And so th- thank you, Julene, for sharing that story. Thank you, yeah. Uh, let's talk about this, who said that as they listened to Titanic, they were drawing each other like French girls. <laughs> love them it's a musical pod who says bfe continues to be some of the best people ever wow wow, wow. thank you see i know the three of you it can't be you they're talking about like me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, of course, head through that door. Our us- exactly right. Our usual peeps, spy hards, love spy hards, really? film floggers, they're great. Effing nerds, love the effing nerds. I wrote spy hards twice. There you go, boys. Uh, <laughs> That's how much he loves you guys. So wizard pod, even the score, uh, the TFTAK podcast, Tiff Tac. Tiff Tac. Need some fresh breath? Have a tic tac. (laughs) (laughs) Paul and Griff, who were surprised that Liam is forty-one and not in his early thirties. Aww, I've got that's news for you, boys. Liam still thinks he's in his early (laughs) twenties. They recommended "Promising Young Woman" on Amazon Prime. Uh, It is Oscar night as we record this, so no one will hear by that time. Some adverts for that, and I went, "Oh, Bo Burnham's in there." Some adverts for it. They are they are fleecing this thing for all it's worth on YouTube. Oh, Every, everything I do, oh, I, it's all I get. I've seen two, and it's the Bo Burnham one and like some yeah. other one that made me go, oh, okay. Also shocked that Georgia, this is Paul and Griff, that Georgia gives Forrest Gump grief. It's a masterpiece. I'd like to remind you, Paul and Griff, that you are the guys who crap all over Moulin Rouge. I'm yeah. just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also, Juline, Juline agreed with Paul and Griff and used the hashtag. This hashtag got used a few times this week. Hashtag. Ian is always right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dan Mackle. This is going to turn into a solo podcast. Soon. <laughs> That's going to be. A, it's going to be a device. It's, it's me though, right? I get to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's, you, yeah, it's, it's just, just you against the. Terror. We're going to go off and do our own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, Dan Mackle, I spoke about a little bit of Oasis with. Um, what's, your, what's your favorite Oasis song? Then my favorite Oasis song is. Oh, let's come back to you, Ethan. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Oasis song? I know, like, two, yeah, and we, it's the one that everyone plays. Wonderful. I don't like them that much, either. Uh, okay, well, no, Liam does, though. Uh, Georgia, favorite Oasis song? I have music blindness wow. as okay. well as okay. blindness. Okay. I, mean, I, I, I thought it'd be a fun game for the group, but apparently me and you? Live name, forever. Name was okay. Live forever? Oh, oh, forever oh, is my favorite. Back in anger. Yeah. That one's a good I like that one. That's a, a lot of people one. go for Don't Look Back As anger. usual, yeah. Ethan took my answer, but that's okay. Yeah, Don't Look Back in Anger. Absolute. It's a great song. Are they, is that Oasis, is it? Yeah. 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 First time I heard it in Toronto, uh, I was waiting. I'd never seen him in, in live in concert before. And there's a few moments at seeing people in concert where I've gone, this is kind of a magical experience. And I just sort of just stopped i didn't do the sing-along thing i just stopped and just soaked in the atmosphere for as long as it was and one of them is the first time i heard you two play with the streets of no name and i just sat there and went oh this is great and the second time is uh oasis don't look back at anger and every time liam would walk off stage that's great yeah i'd be like this is it and it wasn't a step out i'm like don't play step out i'm waiting for don't look back in anger you're stepping out your your, your stevie wonder inspired b-side i want want the good stuff uh and we got to hear um noel sing it 
solo. We got to hear an old single uh, with you too. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, was cool. Uh, Twickenham. Twickenham, yeah. I mean, we didn't do it the next night. We got, we got lucky we with that. We were very lucky. Uh, Georgia. Uh, also, Dan Mackles, uh says that he agrees with you. Finally, someone thinks it's a waste to toss the necklace in Titanic. Uh, and then after, for um, Parasite, he said, after listening, I'm thinking I'll likely pass on this one. Thanks for taking the bullet from you guys. <laughs> so I think he agrees with you on a couple of things here, Georgia. Uh, Not Before Coffee, who I want to put a spotlight on. Uh, I listened to Not Before Coffee this week. I've listened to uh, every now and then when something comes up, I go, oh, I really want to listen to this. Mm-hmm. They did Empire Records as well. Did they? So two, like, back because it was Rex Manning Day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did a really cool solo person review of uh of empire records she did not care for it uh which is oh, weird she's a few years older than we are just oh, just, just 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 barely oh, okay. feels she was probably the right age group for it but yeah. doesn't but she's british maybe it didn't hit as big over here i don't know oh, i remember being quite big okay yeah so there was maybe that it was just people i was hanging around with i don't know it might have been it might have been uh and just didn't care for it but then also she had a really uh a really personal story which i guess she, she tends to do she has to have some sort of a, a thing about just how she's doing yeah and was talking about depression and the link that has to destructive spending habits and I thought it was a really yeah. interesting topic. Yeah. So I instantly got a hold of her and said, hey, just want to let you know, really enjoyed the episode. And uh, it's very brave it for is. someone by themselves even. It's one thing, if I tell you a story, if I have the mic on, but I tell you a story, I'm telling you the story. Yeah, yeah. To sit there and just pour your heart into a microphone, no one else around, I think that's it's a different level of bravery. Tough. I really do. So thanks a lot, Ray. Really appreciated that. That was fantastic. Very relatable. Yeah. I mean, oh, I think we've all been, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Myself and my today. sister both kind of joke, but we go, "What do we do when we're sad? We press add to cart. Like it is just, <laughs> yeah. it makes you feel better. Locked- it does. I mean, lockdown. I mean, thank God we have Amazon Prime in the sense of you know we we have a link to the world. Yeah, we can still yeah. get stuff. Da 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 da. On the downside, oh my God, we have Amazon Prime because like it's just way yeah. nothing but time and, and just tomorrow. And it's just the only interesting thing is what's what's coming today. Yeah. So I yeah. Got a new phone the other day, and Amazon was like, "Do you want some AirPods?" And I was like. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of getting things in the post, Debbie showed off her sticker because it got delivered. I no finally, there, I finally got the stuff in the post. <laughs> yes. Uh, other big ones. Uh, Alex from Main Street Finance, as always. The Drinking and Dishing podcast. Your next favorite movie wanted to know our collective top five films from 2019. I gave mine. If anybody else wants to respond, they can. Oh, okay. We won't do it right now. I mean, that would take a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, friend of the podcast. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Just because he's great. <laughs> um, my so called pop culture life, who Georgia went back and forward a little bit about Parasite. Yeah. Um, Vic from uh, Action B Rated. Mm-hmm. Take a bit of a hiatus on the pod. Just again, another solo pod. It's, yeah. it's not easy when you don't have that other. If I'm down. And someone else, is like, hey, let's do it. Okay, then it brings me back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And to do that by yourself i could see at times burnout happening i could see other things occurring so yeah and whatever's going on in your life at the time vic's, vic's just taking a little break and i say good job man yeah we'll re- all be here for Barry's we'll all be here when you when you when you get back and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's still sending us good stuff about what we're doing and hey just a big shout out to some love vic yeah. friend of the podcast vic yeah. So, Vic's Vapor Rub. That's kind of, that's kind of dodgy, actually. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. The Family Plot Podcast, Chance Whitmore, Cancelled for Maintenance, our friends at How Not to Summon, who uh, very much a relatable film to them. They've done this one, you said. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. do it now, yeah. yeah. Uh, How's Moving Castle, yeah. Uh, I hope I'm saying this right. Apologies, sir, if I'm not. Gray Batasia? 
Uh, he's a longtime listener, first time tweeter. He runs an Instagram account called the Short Film Guy. We've we had a back when I was doing more stuff with the Instagram. I, yeah. I was engaged in a bit. Instagram doesn't seem to really be where we connect with people. Twitter seems Small to be the, Twitter, ma- the, the main yeah. way. But uh, he, he was thinking about starting. I think he totally just started a podcast about short films because short films are great. Because even if you haven't seen it, it's going to take you what ten minutes to watch it. Yeah, and then you can listen to. I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant idea. So uh, I said, anything we can do to help, let me know. A uh, hundred things we learn from film podcast said that our podcast is a listen on day of you don't put it in the queue front of the queue that's cool front of the queue so thank you boys uh film effect podcast uh, said wrapped up your parasite episode last night once again another fantastic listen from the bfe gang <laughs> and they wanted to say thanks for me mentioning there they were the other ones with the empire records one so yeah. uh and had, a, had a lot of fun with it uh carlos had just finished list, finished listening had a lot of fun with the episode but i won't deny it broke my heart a little that you all didn't enjoy it especially because it seemed to me you were all having so much fun discussing it to the point i wanted to rewatch it myself bummer <laughs> you get here you get honest opinions and there is that pressure sometimes i'm supposed to like this i like the fact that if someone doesn't we go didn't and i I really liked it i did really like it when you guys were like i don't like it well that's what it is i struggled i thought you know you listen to the podcast yep (laughs) Uh, i remember i came on afterwards before we did the round table and everyone was like didn't really care for i was like oh i gave it eight and a half i think was it ellie who gave it eight and a half I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ellie and I really like it. She likes dark, dark stuff. She likes dark stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think it had me still think. I'm still thinking days later about it. So, yeah. So that's usually my sign of a film that is really quite good. Uh, I said I didn't know if I'd rank it higher if we got to the end of the year. I think after, I don't think I'm in danger of bumping it to a nine. I don't think that's the thing anymore. I might Mm -hmm. change review. I think it feels right at eight and a half. So there we go. Uh, Hermes from the Scuttlebot podcast said, Georgia hit it on the head with her critique of the Oscar critics' opinions. Even though he still has Parasite in his top five personally he understands george's perspective on that uh, my so-called pop culture life oh boy georgia just had about the worst take imaginable <laughs> with this movie i literally gasped and, I, and there was a really fun conversation i was part of it a little bit as well but we were also kicking that about and that's always fun uh, your next favorite movie and my so-called popular life thought George was going to score it much lower, though. They, they, both, they both admitted to that. They thought yeah, we, I thought Georgia was going for a four. Yeah. One of them called it a four burger. I was like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> four burger. <laughs> um, uh, we got recommended to try Snowpiercer next. Uh, a couple people said that to us. Uh, God, I love Snowpiercer. The Film Effect podcast said you guys seriously are the best, and we seriously are thankful for that. Oh, Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Russell, who says, uh, that was, hey, 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 Mr. Postman, Postman, Russell, yeah. said the T-shirt Cameron link was on him. I forgot who said it last week. And he's really excited about watching Howls and can't wait for the sticker to show up so we can say he's finally <laughs> sticker worthy. I promise you, sir, you should have that very early in the week. Yeah. Uh, by the time he gets this, I imagine he, he he may have a sticker because every week I was like on the table. I said, "Yeah, it's, it's now it's officially it's in the car." I handed it to a member of the postal service. Uh, I actually taught him how to access films directly from Google. So if you look up a film on Google, it'll say in the bottom right kind of what platforms it's available on. Mm-hmm. And if it's got a little Netflix button and says "subscribe," you can just click the Netflix button and it takes you right to the film. Wow! And he didn't know that. And I said, "Oh, there you go. You've learned something today." Yeah, every day is a school day. Every day is a school day, and a belated happy birthday from or to. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Dwayne Smith. Happy birthday to you. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Happy birthday to you. All right, enough of that. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I got a I got a Facebook message from 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 a friend. Uh, I'll give his first name. Uh, a friend called Pete, who I knew over here teaching. He was an English guy who uh, ended up falling in love with a can- Canadian girl who I knew. Who we came over with, and he messaged me out of the blue to say um, how much he's enjoying. 
the podcast. He's oh, been nice. listening to both this one and talking to Mickey and is really, really, really enjoying it. I did not know he was listening. I did not know when he started. He just got a hold of me out of the blue. And did so, he just find it by chance then? I imagine early on I was putting stuff on my, on my personal Facebook. Oh, okay. I decided since then to kind of leave that alone yeah, and kind yeah. of go... I don't want to be that guy who's constantly going, listen to my pod, listen to my pod, listen to yeah, my pod. Yeah, yeah. In key moments. There's enough, enough people to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and and if, if you're out there and you have a pod and that's what you do, I, I understand that. I do. I just didn't want to do it myself. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like this to be independent of that. And then whatever we get is because we went out there and kind of got it, I guess. Yeah. It's a true representation for I, us. I, for us. Yeah. For us. Yeah. And so that was it. I mean, I've seen some people who have pods who are like, if you don't follow my podcast, I'm going to remove you as a friend. Seriously, I've seen this. Really? And I'm going, oh, my word. Like, We're like, if you want to listen, listen. If you don't, don't. <laughs> get off your high horse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I even had a friend. I was looking at something. Uh, it was after school, and I was just sort of going through my phone. And he said, oh, what's best film ever? I said, is that some sort of film review website you go to? I went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't even go with the whole. Yeah, it's a podcast. No, it's just I don't want to be that guy who pushes. Yeah. that you know, if, if my friends find out through whatever and they want to, that's great. That's great. But I'm not going to be that guy. So for Pete to come on and kind of say I've been listening to it for a that's long time, really nice. and just out of the blue, it was really, really kind of him. So oh, if you listen to that, Pete. You made my day. Thanks, buddy. Yay. Hope you're doing well. He's back in Canada now. So he's Canada. part of the, Every time we shart in Canada, he, he's one of them. So there we oh, go. Nice. So let's talk about Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, let's. Okay, no one had seen it before? I hadn't. I had seen it. Oh, you had, okay. Yeah, I, but I, I have a history of Ghibli movies. Yeah, we have a mutual friend, uh, Sam, mm-hmm. who I think name-dropped this a while ago, and I feel quite badly now, because I was kind of like, we were playing some sort of game on the train, coming back from some sort of thing in London we were all doing. Yeah. And we are like, come on, name a movie, and he was naming all these animes. I was like, animes don't count. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, yeah. I feel a bit bad. He got some up with that. Because <laughs> he was 100% right. He got a little bit cross with me. He's 100% right for getting cross with me. He really is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, if I may, anime something I gave enough credit to I in general. I didn't either and, until um, Lestat started pointing me in the right direction. And- That's Lestat, he of the exploding beer. gotta open it in the sink (laughs) (laughs) so you were saying because obviously they do their their podcast on anime and um i hadn't really like you given it enough credit really and uh, i've been watching a few more recently okay and um yeah there's things about i'm still not like 100 percent on it but there's things i do like I had to teach Spirited Away to one student because the film we do usually contained, it was like a, it was a Swedish vampire film called uh-huh. Let, Let the Right One In. And she couldn't deal with the blood and was literally like being nauseous. Wow. Literally, like get her a bucket. So it was like, all right, you're going to go over there. Here's, I bought a copy of a DVD with my own money and said, sit over there, watch this, and put headphones in, and I'll like wave at you when it's time to turn it off and you can catch up with the rest of us or when I need you to do something specifically. So I basically had to watch it and learn it and teach it just to one student where everybody else would get to do something and say, okay, let's have 10 minutes. I'm going to tell you everything I can, I figured out about Spirited Away. Yeah, yeah. And I really like Spirited Away. So when this came up again and it was from the same studio, of course, I was like, all right, I wasn't close-minded to it as I might have been before that experience. Yeah. Now, I have done a lot of research about how to save a name in the studio. A lot of research. <laughs> I have heard the following, and just let me get through them. I've heard Studio Ghibli. I've heard Studio Ghibli. I've heard Studio Ghibli. I've heard Studio Ghibli and Ghibli. So it's three. So I've heard five different pronunciations. So what is the real pronunciation? <clears throat> so I got a hold 
uh, or someone got a hold of me and we'll read a review out. But M from Verbal Diorama got a hold of me to just give some thoughts, which we'll read a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And I said, great, you're here. Which one of the five is it? Because <laughs> she does her research. I know she does her research. Yeah, yeah. And she went, it's Studio Ghibli. No, Ghibli. Yeah, Ghibli. Yeah. Ghibli. 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 Not Ghibli. It's Ghibli. Ghibli. Is it Ghibli? No, Ghibli. Yeah, Ghibli. J-I-B-L-Y. The, the, G, the G-H would make a J sound like a C-H. So it's Ghibli. Would make a sound. And she got yeah. that right. I want to make sure. I really hope I'm saying that right. I'll, I'll, I'll read the whole tweet at the end. <laughs> I'm not, to correct. Not next week. We'll find mistake. out. Yeah, it's a mistake I made. <laughs> because um, she listens to the studio's official podcast, and that's what they say. Uh, and I went, yeah, okay. I went, that's probably a pretty good source. So, yeah, Studio yeah, Ghibli. Yeah. Absolutely. Is what we are saying. Ghibli. Yes, I can get around Ghibli. Okay. Ghibli. 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 Jibble jibbles. It's, so, a, it's, it's like the whole... Um, gif or jif. <laughs> I say gif. Apparently it's jif. I don't care. GIF the creator sounds said jif, but I don't call him Jod, so... Well, yes, but if you name something, you you have the right to say how it should be said. It's like if but you... equally, the creators of Nutella call it Nutella, and that's just wrong. It is so. Nutella. It's Nutella. It's Nutella. No, it's Nutella. Nutella. Nah, Nutella. Nutella. No, it's made of nuts. It's Nutella. Is it, is it Adidas Nutella. or is it Adidas? Adidas. 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 Yes. So there's a correct way, and you know who came up with it? The people who created it. So the same no, for Nutella, and the same no, for Ghibli. They're wrong. <laughs> but, 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 but the guy who's just called a GIF needs to learn, you know, he needs to take a joke. Yeah, it's a GIF. Or a GOAK, as he might say. All right, so here we go. Uh, context Corner, Georgia. What do you got for us? I got quite a bit. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's all good. So, uh, yeah, Howl's Moving Castle, based off of a 1986 novel um, by the same name, written by Welsh author Diana Wynne Jones. So, I this is what pronounced. threw me for a loop the fact that it's based off a British, British source Welsh material. Yeah, yeah. And then we go ahead and we give it the Japanese anime treatment. And then I was watching an English dub. <laughs> so we were kind of bouncing back and forth a few times over. So I don't know who to get the credit Welsh for this. With a Welshman as hell. As With well. a Welsh, yeah, yeah. So originally, yeah. when they released this, then was it not done in Japanese? It was in Japanese. Japanese. Japanese so how yeah. did they get Liam, big Liam, you literally were sitting beside me when I went. Oh, I haven't turned the dub on yet. Well, no, I didn't know that was a. Well, you know me in technical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, go ahead, George. I still got VHS. <laughs> So it's produced by uh, Toshio Suzuki and animated by Studio Ghibli and distributed by Toho. Uh, so it, the Japanese Toho globally, but you know who who distributed it in the United States? Uh, yeah, Pixar and Disney. Pixar is responsible for the dub. Walt Disney yeah. Pictures Walt distributes Disney. it. Yeah. Ah, so we really could release this on both streams. If I did not realize this until like literally yesterday, I assume oh. that was why I was on here as well. No, I just figured you'd be into this. Yeah, I am. Um, I like anime totally a lot. Is. Yeah. Uh, Gorgia, keep, I have keep going. anime stuff next to me. Gorgia, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, the cast we listened to uh, starred Gene Simmons, Emily Mortimer, Lauren Bacall, Christian Bale, Josh Hutchison, and Billy Crystal. I thought we would just go through those as the characters appeared. Uh, Emily Mortimer. <laughs> well, I was just going through it because it's interesting because in it our is, version, it is interesting. In the English dub, it is we get two separate voices for Sophie. Whereas in the Japanese original version, it is the same woman who voices both old Sophie and young Okay, you'll have to let us know. At least I don't know which one's which for that. So let us know when we get there which voice is which. So, so I will do. So let me get this right. Ross's in Friends would have been wife plays one of the characters. That's not Emily Mortimer. Who's that then? The character's name is Emily. Oh. That's... <laughs> 
forget what her name is. Emily Mortimer is, um, I believe, is she in Paddington at some point? No. I know she's in. No, she's in Mary Poppins Returns with the guy who plays Paddington. Have one. you seen um, Shutter Island? Yes. She's the woman who's gone off for a run and he finds her in the cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was also in the newsroom, which is a great HBO series. I didn't see that. That probably will be coming up at some point on oh, for takeoff. Cool, cool. That's on my short list. It's very good. Because the lead guy in that. Jeff Daniels? Yes. Yeah. I like him. And we're off topic. Georgia, what else we got? <laughs> we always go off topic. Uh, so- Originally um, released at the Venice Film Festival on the 5th of September um, 2004. So that's where it had its debut and then released in Japan on the 20th of November 2004. Um, didn't release a little bit later um, in the rest of the world for, well, for dubbing reasons, basically. Um, and didn't release in the UK until 2005. However, um, a director and writer of uh, Howl's Moving Castle flew to England with a hard copy of a dubbed version and to give to um, Diana, the writer of the book, so she could watch it early, which was oh, really nice. quite lovely of him to do, yep. to fly it out there. Um, so a little bit of background context, other than that it is based on a book. Um, Mamoru Hos- Hos- Hosoda sorry, of Toei Animation was originally selected to direct the film, but quit the project after um, Studio Ghibli's executives rejected too many of his concept ideas. So they just did not like where he was going with it, with the film mm. um so they they rejected it and went mm, no we're good um, and it was put back on the back burner until um miyazaki took over um a lot of the content in this film is different from the book um or is slightly altered for the film because the book had a lot of different kind of subplots and different bits and pieces that ran throughout that didn't translate well to a film and this is already quite long running at 119 minutes yeah, so it is, it is yeah is a long film already so they couldn't really afford several other characters and little bits and pieces in the film or 10 minutes to make the ending make sense <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's a it, there's a plot where they explain for just a second at the beginning until the end and i'm like cool great guys yeah all right um so um one of the biggest uh, changes that um were in the film is that it is massively anti-war um so the war that happens during the film is a small back plot in the book but obviously it's brought a lot forwards for for the film and it's mostly because miyazaki ha- is a pacifist and had massive distaste for the 2003 iraq war so this was him basically going you are wrong war is not good um and is why how fights for fights on both against both sides of the war taking them both down basically to stop to stop the war rather than choosing one side to help anyone win um he was actually they were actually quite worried that they would make it they were making a film that he felt would be disliked in the united states because of how anti-war it is um but yeah it, i think there's a quote here he says he won he was able to create a film which ought in principle to have caused a certain unease amongst american audiences because it is it is very obviously against war in the time that it came out. It would have been obvious what the political and um, other statements that it was making were. Um, but other than that, we've got not not loads of other context that I can do right at the beginning. I think most of it I can probably jump into when we when we mention different bits and pieces. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right in. So uh, we get the intro, and from the animation style, I've written down, Ethan, you you might get this. So this is just Final Fantasy VI then, yeah? 
because <laughs> it's felt very you know it's steampunk it's it's airships it's a certain animation style which felt very in the vein of final fantasy to me as someone who's played more final fantasy games than has watched anime films they share yeah. they, they, they share an aesthetic can we say that yeah that's that's a pretty decent statement for that, that. thank you it reminded me of uh, dog tanyan and the three musketeers i don't i've seen like stills of it i might have seen it once years ago oh, okay. i don't have any memory Loved of it as a kid but that reminded me of that we get introduced to the titular castle right away and i don't know if anybody wants to talk about the art style in general um oh do you know what? I, I love this art style okay i i love the background art you mentioned that a few times. It's gorgeous, the, the buildings, yeah. the streets, the 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 indoor inside the homes and stuff. I loved all that. So, uh, we just had Earth Day, I believe. Am I right with that? It was Earth Day just yeah. a couple days ago? Earth yep. Day was yeah, yesterday. So I picked up really quickly on the. Um, <laughs> there was this train that man. They, they love showing that billowing black smoke coming right down the center yeah. of your screen. They use that shot about Am three or four times. One? You want to be standing on the bridge when that goes under. Uh, you you want to choke on all that all that smog? I don't want that. Oh, that'd be so much. Uh-huh. No, so I thought even. it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be more of an environmental story. Um, I guess what they're saying is that, you know, obviously it's a military parade and the train is taking troops. I guess to the line. So maybe it's the idea that by the, the pollution we can see how bad war is. Based in going back to George's comment about I, the pacifist viewpoint. Be honest with you, I saw because that was very industrial, wasn't it? With all this. You know, the factories yep. and the steam and the smoke and all this, that, and the other. And then there's the countryside. I thought it was going to be something environmental. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, but that kind of just... Because we saw the castle out in the countryside. Yeah. And then we saw the town with all the smoke and the yeah, pollution and, and all that. Yeah, and a big thing about it. Yeah, and it felt... Yeah, because it kept coming back to it. Because visually, that was just... They just kept showing it, didn't they? The screen just filled with black smoke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I wrote down, oh, I need to switch over to the English dub. <laughs> <laughs> and then... I didn't realize why I was confused. And then we meet Sophie. And who played Sophie, Georgia? Uh, young Sophie is... Sorry, I forgot to split them up on my on my notes. Two seconds. Oh, uh, it's Emily Mortimer. Emily Mortimer plays young yeah. Sophie? Okay, thank you. Yeah. And so she's a hat girl, I guess. She stitches up of hats. She's a hatter. Yeah, she's a hatter. <laughs> um, I don't know. Are those her sisters in the shop with her? Are they other people? Uh, uh, this is where the book kind of comes into play. Letty, who she goes to see in a minute, is a sister. Yes, I got that. Um, and Martha, who is spoken about in the cat shop but is not actually seen, is her sister in the book. But the um, other girls in the shop are just co-workers. They're then. just they're just co-workers. Yeah. Right. Uh, the girls in the hat shop can see Howl's moving castle way in the distance behind the fog. Um, sure, uh, it feels very Final Fantasy VI. Though I still got uh, a random girl says, "Oh no, Howl only plays on preys on pretty girls." Girls. They go, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, oh, this is not a funny joke. No. And is he supposed Especially to be... the word praise. I'm like, jeez. Is he supposed to be mythical? He's supposed to be a wizard. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they know he's he's not just a plain human. He is supernatural in some capacity. Oh. Because they all seem to like him and want to be taken Well, because he's him. beautiful too, isn't he? The Dorian Gray effect. <laughs> Edward from Twilight. Um, and then we have another shot of the train and it shakes the camera which isn't really a camera so i don't know if this was necessary or not at least it was on beat and i appreciate the technique but they're going you really wanted to just go ahead and shake and not a camera we need to shake all right it's a cool effect for animation and who doesn't love a parade and the answer is apparently sophie 
<laughs> doesn't like the parade. It's a military parade, and then she's very quickly sexually harassed by two soldiers. Yeah, they were creepy. Yep. And the first one's coming on strong, and then Super Mario beside him decides he's going to join in, and he goes, "You see, your mustache scares all the girls." And like they're all they're like these really innocent voices though in the dub. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone goes, "Oh, look at her! She's even cuter when she's scared." And I'm going, "Oh, I'm oh going, my what? god, <laughs> this is rough." That is rough. And then we meet Howl. Reminds me of a comment of I once had. Okay. She's even so cute when she's crying. Yeah. yeah. That's not a good line, boys. Don't use no, it. Not a good line. Uh, meet Howell. Howell is played by Christian Ballet. Christian Ballet. Ballet. Is that how you say it? Ballet? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bail you out of this Christian, one. Christian ba- thank you. Christian Bale from one Welshman to another, I think Ethan was saying earlier. Yeah. Yep. One thing I will say about this bit, this reminded me of um, Labyrinth with David Bowie. He's kind of like half, if I say Sephiroth, do you know who I'm talking about, Ethan? Oh, I, I, I sure do. It's okay. a Smash play right now. Who that is? Okay, because he was Final Fantasy before that, but he's half Sephiroth, half David Bowie in Labyrinth. Oh, Absolutely. Okay, yeah, that's the feeling I got. And he manipulates them. He's obviously got some magic powers because mm-hmm. he gets them to sort of do whatever. And they sort of they're being running down and they're being f- followed by a black goop barbershop quartet because they've got those like like flat hats on. They have. They just, like, yeah. appear just anywhere. It's they? a really strange aesthetical choice. What could you do? Well, they're just black goop. Have them wear barbershop hats. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to break out into song. Um, or then it, a quartet ended up being like a hundred tet because they, yeah. were, they were all over the place. They were. And I'm good. I haven't sworn on a few episodes. They escaped by doing some Mary Poppins bullshit. <laughs> I like the Mary Poppins bullshit. <laughs> I was taken away with that. Uh, at this point, I wrote down the score is really lovely as they're floating above. Oh, the, and the score throughout was really good. Oh, it's really strong. Do we know who did the, who, who composed this? Ah, uh, yes, it was. Oh, my notes aren't in order. Okay, uh, why don't you come back to us with that, Ethan? What were you going to say? A lot of Ghibli movies, one of the highest points of, like, the films are always the music. They're always, like, the biggest sort of takeaway of quality. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Georgia, do you have that for us? Yeah, so the score was composed and conducted by Joe Hisaashi um, okay. and performed by the New Japan Philharmonic. Excellent. Uh, I really like it. He drops her off, kind of gives some comment. He's going to lure them away to keep her out of trouble. That lasts about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, insert Letty. I don't know who Letty is, Georgia, so why don't you tell us who Letty is? Uh, Letty is um, Sophie's sister. I meant who's oh, voicing Oh, her. you meant cast voice. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Letty is voiced by Jenna Malone. Oh, I don't really know her. No, I don't either. No. The name but rings a bell, but I can't think of her. Her voice sounds familiar to me. You were really we were like, oh, yeah. I was like, don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> we'll find out. Completely underwhelming because I don't know who it is. No, I don't. Been in, been in contact, stepmom, Donnie Darko. You said contact. Uh, I've seen contact, but yeah. I don't know what she'd be in contact. No. So, yeah, she's not, she's not, if you're not Jodie Fox, it's really weird contact came off of all the movies. <laughs> I know, right? Um, we find out that, of course, he's a wizard and he'll try to steal Sophie's heart. This is all from Letty. Oh, she's young, young Ellie. Young. In contact. Oh, okay. Ellie. So this would have been. Young Jodie Foster. Yeah, so that would have been years, years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and we find out the Witch of, I thought I was saying the Witch of the West, it's the Witch of the Waste. Yeah. <laughs> is back on the prowl. Um, there's some lazy exposition about a dead father and career aspirations and the hat shop and all that stuff. And then Letty goes, it's your life. Do something for yourself for once. All right, thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Good speech. I liked Letty. I wanted to see more of her. We don't. What's going to happen? 
No. Again, so there's a bit of context with this. So that's not actually her sister Letty. It's actually her sister Martha. But of course, if you've not read the book, you have no idea what's going on because Martha is a sorceress. She has magical powers um, and has gone and swapped places with Letty because Letty didn't want to be in the bakery. Um, so Letty's now off living her a life that she wanted to live to be free. And Martha sacrifices herself but transforms into um, Letty to come and work in the bakery. Ah, yeah, I'm this sounds normal now. to me, but even then, this is some weird anime fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've just got that's weird, and what I mean is, there's like a teapot that's placed on the ground, and all the like sludge yeah. goopy guys like crawl Go into in. it, and then she picks up a hand, picks up the it's teapot like hook, isn't it? Is it like, like a little stick? That okay, a little stick that perks it up and yeah, drops yeah. it off. And then she's marched away by two of the black goopy guys who are like uh, ushers for the um, carriage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the ritual, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, sort of thing you would expect, like a, a medieval king or queen or someone of yeah, someone yeah. from the Game of Thrones would be carried in something like that. Like no right, well, he's yeah. my yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we have the woman in black. Uh, Sophie's alone in the hat shop and. She comes in, and then Sophie, and I, sometimes with dubs, like, if you translate something, things can get lost in translation. They, they can, can sound yeah. a little bit. Uh, now, Pixar generally came off really strong for the dub. People really liked the quality of a dub, whether that's just the quality of the voice or how close it was to the animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I could have sworn, uh, telling someone, I could have sworn I locked that door. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And um, the woman in black goes, what a tacky little shop. And you are the tackiest thing in here. I want her to give it in the neck. I'll tell you what. Then <laughs> Sophie goes over and walks through. The door is over here, madam. Yeah. We're closed. <laughs> I was like, nice. Get out. Liam, you work in retail. You should use this at some point. I shall. The door is over here. I have. Yeah, use it now. I was going to say I have oh. uh, in the past. Um, okay. <laughs> it turns out she's the wicked witch of the waste, and she's she's a large woman. This is a Studio Ghibli thing where um, if you're an evil woman, you are going to be very large, not just in the sense of fat, but your head is going to be massive. I know exactly which character you're talking about from Spirit of the Way. There's like one or two of them, yeah, and it's just yeah. like there seems to be a thing with them about size. And our, mm. and our heroines are always petite, unless they're villains in hiding. Yeah. And our villains are very, very, very large. And they play with perspective, and anime lets you do, but it does sort of tie in these ideas still about tropes about, you know, and like, we do a Disney podcast, you know, we watch tons of things where ugly people are bad and beautiful people are morally good. Yeah. But Ghibli feels like it's done for a slightly different audience than, than Disney is, and I kind of expected... Um, am, I, am I being harsh here? I mean, Ethan, you're familiar with it. Georgia, you're, you've, you've seen some anime, I think. I mean, am I, am, am I being too harsh here? I I think with this one in particular, perhaps because the message of Sophie when she's cursed, which is about to happen, and the more freedom and acceptance she gets by being cursed into an old, ugly woman is a very positive message about growing old. So I think with that that dynamic in play, this one wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Uh, kind of play but i've not seen a lot other anime so i can't really compare it to much uh, yeah from from more of an anime art style perspective a lot of anime is just sort of caricature or over exaggerated features there are a lot of shows that i watch and they do that but it's never done in an offensive way just more to show that this person is perceived in a negative light because of who they are and these features that they gain are because of their wickedness throughout their life 
Uh, so it, it's usually one of those things, less than just a, oh, all ugly people are bad. It's more like the ugliness inside of them is personified outside. Cool. Mm. Um, and then we find out that Sophie's had a spell cast on her, and we have the reveal. And it's been 84 years since she was last on the Titanic, and she can still <laughs> smell the fresh paint. <sighs> and the description, I gotta stay calm. I gotta stay calm. I gotta stay calm. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed. And to be fair, I kept thinking to myself, I'll probably do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, Sophie's mother is back, and she might be young enough to be her sister. This is before the change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's also got cannons in her hat. Mm. Yeah. Very steampunky, very yeah, yeah. this sort of aesthetic. Uh, very also with the war effort, the war, though. Yeah. Oh, that's it. true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, fair enough, fair enough. I hear you. And she says, because Sophie's pretending to be sick, and she goes, oh, you sound ghastly, like some 90-year-old woman. <laughs> Wink to the camera. <laughs> Um, Sophie uh, says to herself in the mirror because she's currently making her peace she tells mom to go away mom takes very little prompting for mom to leave very true she decides to go on a trip looks herself and goes you're in pretty good shape and your clothes finally suit you (laughs) and then in the next moment like her bones are cracking she's like oh it's hard being old I'm like I thought you were in good shape yeah there is there is explanation to this but I want to get to the end and have you rant about um, some things and then explain it to you. I will. Afterwards. I will fully admit this. I will say this right now. There's obviously some things in here which I do not get. And I will own this. And my argument is, shouldn't I get them? Oh, okay. That's yes, my thought. It, shouldn't I get them on the first watch? Shouldn't that be a thing that should be obvious to me? Yeah, yeah, you should. Most Ghibli movies do this. This is the one film that it doesn't. I got Spirited Away on the first watch. I got it. There were easy themes. I went, it's this and this and this and this and this and this. Not not because it wasn't subtle, but because I I like to think of myself as a fairly bright individual. Mm -hmm. And when I think about something, generally I get it. This, I'm going, "Ah, I got nothing. (laughs) There is is one piece of information that they desperately needed to shoehorn in a little bit more. Spotlight that then makes everything else makes sense okay. and wait a bird, man, bird. let's wait till the end though yeah. don't don't ruin it for me let me go on my I'll rant and then you can tell me and i can have my live reaction to it'll be like whether it's like the end of the prestige i'm like oh my god it all makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> without giving away what that thing is i don't think you can have that yeah. reaction <laughs> no okay so um she heads up the mountains looking for wizards and witches or howl, or she tells the locals her younger sister, which was funny enough. Yeah. Uh, she finds a stubborn branch, and the stubborn branch is a scarecrow. She thought it was one of the blob men. That's what those black gooey guys are, blob men. But uh, it turns out it's, uh, she's going to call him Turnip Head. He's yeah. a scarecrow. Yeah. I uh, love this bit of dialogue when she's talking to him, but obviously he doesn't talk back, and she's just like, turnips are my least favorite vegetables <laughs> yep to be I fair, have a turnip head i'm not big on turnips no do you mean you literally have a turnip head yourself or you have like i have a i have a little figurine of turnip head oh, i thought you were telling us that your head was made of turnip <laughs> that too like i have a right turnip head you know i would believe that okay excellent um, and so further up the hill, she realizes that Turnip Head is following, and because uh, she thought she wanted a cane, that's why she starts to do it. And she even says, "I wanted a cane," and now he somehow fashioned a cane for her and yeah. drops it off, and it has like a little duck for a head, which I thought was going to come into play. So did I. Yeah, didn't, and it didn't like didn't. Mary Poppins, but I, I thought, yeah. I mean, we already had some Mary Poppins bullshit. So I thought I like the Mary Poppins bullshit. (laughs) She whines about being fatter than ever. And yet the cold blows right through her and then sits down. I thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then we enter roll credits. Howl's moving castle because we see it and she goes in and the uh, scarecrow more or less says, come on in. 
uh, and she does. And it's a cool looking, it's a really neat thing. Like the payoff for what it looks like on the inside, it's cool. It is. It's, it's might be one of the most original things I've seen the, the concept of in general. Like a, a castle that moves because it's got legs. And uh, not like, that it has life, not that it's that. We find that it is powered by another source. But it's just, a, visually, it's amazing. I like how everything is moving and making noise and creaking and cranking. And, and it's like this ramshackle just jam it yeah. together. And, that's the, and when, you watch, when you actually look at it, there's all these different things going on. Yeah. And it looks different every time you see it. It's like buttons. Yeah. It's like if you threw Legos and super glue in like a tumble dryer and just wait to see what came it's out. It's like when you were a kid and you didn't have these individual Lego sets. You just had one magic giant bag of Lego. Yeah. My generation. Yeah. And, and you mine. just sort of like took it and like, what can I make with this? Uh-huh. And if you had bits from something you just put it in and you made some sort of you know bastardized conglomeration (laughs) georgia so yeah the the whole castle is supposed to be a bit of a metaphor for howell himself i mean um someone wrote it down as um it's mishmashed unorganized but incredibly impressive but full of baggage um which essentially is what howell is as well um in the in the book they never describe how the castle moves it is just moving um and so the filmmakers decided to basically put it on chicken legs um and cool. have that as its as its movement power which i think is really quite lovely and again it is originally a tall dark and sinister wizard's tower whereas this one we get it's got a mouth it's got a tongue it's got a tail a, it's also wide yeah. it's wide it's yeah. wide Round and stout and, yeah. rather than you know it, it looks friendly chicken it, legs it, makes sense for also what how is yep. yeah um and she goes one nice thing about being old is that nothing frightens you <laughs> i look forward to being old because a lot of stuff frightens me <laughs> uh enter calcifer and this is the one and only billy crystal it is, yeah. it is. Mistaken. god bless him dialing back on the billy crystalness yeah really he's not mike wazowski this no. he's not no he's 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 kind of playing it straight yeah 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 for him george you have any information on billy crystal or just um, not massive. So no, there's not really much on him other than he took the took the role and was quite happy with it. All right, he uh, does a great impression of Muhammad Ali. Instantly, <laughs> well, not in this. He instantly <laughs> realizes she's got a curse on her, and they come up with an agreement. They're going to help each other. Uh, he says, "How keeps me in this castle, and it burns me up." which was probably the most Billy Crystal <laughs> thing he says. That was brilliant. Uh, she determines it's a deal, and then promptly falls asleep in front of a fire can't blame her for that no i'll do the same and we have the great wizard jenkins i'm like okay is howell jenkins because there's a not but i'm like wait how can we knock it on the door they're in the middle of a field and this is where we find out about the magic door that apparently you can from the inside you can select on a color wheel any number of usually like it's four that. yeah and four, yeah. you can be in any one of four different places well three the fourth is kind of reserved just for howell yeah and also the fourth one which is black is a battlefield it seems more often than not yeah it is yeah it's it's him fighting the war again different from the books that's actually where he goes off womanizing and picking people up so george am i correct that when he's the wizard jenkins he's in one country and when he's the other wizard he's in the other country are they both in the same country i think it's the same country but it's opposite sides of the war so, so one wait, two is- sides of the war are fighting each other? That doesn't make any sense. Because they have different flags. It would have to be in the same country, because later on, the same guard stormed the, his two different okay, so the same guard, but Okay, so, yeah. so so it's not two different countries, so they can't. They both have to be on the same it's side not- of the war, because both of them get summoned to the same king's house. Yeah. And the king wants to continue the fight. He doesn't want a civil war to continue. That would be stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think that's exactly what it is. That's why. It's no, because the prince is from a different. Message. Not at the end. The prince is from a different land. 
he absolutely stays from a different land. And he's going to go back to the land and stop the war. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we get the great wizard Jenkins There's a knock at the door. Uh, there's uh, the mayor is visiting and this, there's this child whose name I didn't really get. And he stopped being important after about the first five minutes, but yeah, I love the bit where he's got a little beard. What's his name? Mickle. Mickle. He's very important throughout the film. I don't think he's important at all throughout the film. Do you want to know who he's played by? Oh, sorry. Markle. My Markle. Bad. Markle. As in, as in, I don't want to be a princess anymore. Megan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Ethan, who is he played by? Josh Hutchinson. Who's that? Is that the guy from Book of Mormon? No, uh, have uh, Peter from Hunger Games. Oh, Peter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. This is him as a little, little little boy. I was never really impressed with him, actually, to be honest with you. But it's cool to know who he is. Um, the, the bit with the beard is really cool. That is cool. I thought for a bit he was the wizard. Uh, I thought it was the great reveal that the little kid is the wizard. Okay, I did. Or just another Yoda. No, but he's just a child prodigy, but no one will respect a child prodigy, so he dresses in a beard. And the wizard's never at home. I thought, like, the Wizard of Oz, do not look behind the door, he's never in, because the kid is the wizard. (laughs) I liked how he kept going back and forth to the door. Get rid of the beard. Get rid of the beard. Bring him back back on, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then we have an invitation from the king. The wizard must report because they're at war. Uh, And then we have breakfast. And this film dedicated a fair amount of time to this breakfast. Man, yeah, I quite like the breakfast. Uh, a lot of Ghibli movies do, to be fair. Sophie blackmails Calcifer to make the eggs, or else she'll... Do you want me to tell Howl our plan? He's like, fine, make the eggs. <laughs> Howl returns. She calls herself a cleaning lady, and that Calcifer hired her. I wonder where this ad popped up, that Calcifer's popping into the village to advertise for a cleaning lady. <laughs> yeah. I really, knew, I really wanted their breakfast and the yeah, pan. So did I. You just hold the pan out and it perfectly puts two eggs and one piece of bacon on your on your plate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want that. I liked how he kept feeding the eggshells into the calcifer. Calcifer was eating them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's a recipe on YouTube that does this exact thing to make it identical and perfect to this, and it is oh, it's the best thing I've ever cooked. And they hand over. Um, Sophie somehow has this um, letter in a sense that's really like a, a fire carving on the it, so it's like a it burns itself into a table and um, they read it and we're told that uh, Hal was a heartless man and there's something coming for him basically mm-hmm. and he takes his hand and kind of does like the Jedi trick from the last Star Wars movie and erases it I thought it was quite cool because his hand was it's animatedly no, <laughs> Well, no, because when but you it's still the, very cool. When you look at the animation after he's done that, his yeah. hand looked black. So, like, he's oh, still, okay. yeah, you know, they, yeah. the, the attention to detail. He puts it out and then asks for the castle to move sixty miles. And the kid thinks she's working for the witch. By she, I mean Sophie. Yeah. Uh, and she wants to tell the truth. And part of the curse is that she can't tell anybody. And her mouth kind of like sews up shut. That's funny. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. We go cleaning time. Uh, Calcifer can't go out, we find out, or Howl dies. There's a link between the two. <laughs> when you said can go out, I thought you meant like out, out. Yeah, me too for a minute. Yeah. You can't put him out because he's a fire. Yeah. Somebody call 911. Um, <laughs> she goes upstairs and the toilet is a mess and the bathroom is a mess. And then she looks out the window and is impressed with Calcifer and says, I like your spark. And this like really impresses him. <laughs> he's like, I appreciate your fire-like puns. <laughs> Um, He's a demon. They are known for making puns. Sure. Uh, they see Star Lake and rescue Turniphead because he's stuck upside down again. Uh, Sophie says uh, she's the worst kind of witch ever. I'm the kind that cleans. And we go to Star Lake and they have lunch. They, they, they like doing 
meals yeah, here. Yeah, it's nice. Sophie Get thinks Turnip Head is Sweet. likely a demon, but because he led her there, he must be the good kind. Oh. And how is a bird type thing? Cue yeah. anybody who wants to talk about this. What sort of bird is he? <laughs> is he is he black? He's got is he like a raven? Is he like He's a big bird. That looked like is, Big Berg's legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a, it's him using his powers, basically, because he's found that that's the easiest way to go against the different um, sides of the war, because they all use um, flying machines. And that actually goes a little bit to um, the director in a lot of the Studio Ghibli films have got a lot of flying elements in them um so it's what it's one of his kind of bits that he keeps in because he really enjoys flying in that it's sort part of, thing. of that aesthetic even when we talked about the final fantasy stuff flying machines yeah. airships always come into the into the into the deal and who else thought the airships yeah. looked like um sea creatures i didn't but i can understand i guess they have a, like or look like a whale like yeah. look don't they yeah. um there's battleships everywhere and he's flying above fire uh he knocks a bunch of things out he returns to the castle and calcifer warns howl that soon he won't be able to turn back into a human again i don't know if we ever saw that or mm. there, are, there are yeah there are bits of it <laughs> i guess uh he then looks at sophie sleep and sophie is young and i'm going Okay, is it when she's awake? Is it because it's through his eyes and he sees through the curse? I don't want the answer yet. I'm going to go ahead and pontificate. And at the end, you can tell me all the ways in which I was wrong. Wonderful. So the next day, old Sophie wakes up and we're going to the market. And something's going on in the harbor and it's a battleship smoking. And by that, I don't mean it's got a cigarette in its (laughs) mouth. I mean, it's been like blown to pieces and is barely making it through the uh, thing. Uh, Sophie sees the blob men around and moments later, there's explosion from the water and the enemy's airship is dropping stuff in the town. The characters that matter retreat back to the castle. (laughs) Howell now wakes up and he's dyed his hair red and he thinks he's ruined because he's repulsive as a ginger. He wants to give up and the direct quote is, there's no point in living if I can't be beautiful. I like it red. As someone who grew up with red hair, I want to go, hey. (laughs) Well, take it from someone in the last 20 years, had every single color. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, he calls the spirits of darkness, and he's he's. He, we're told by Calcifer, yeah, it happened before when some girl dumped him. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> he turns in the green goop, and Sophie runs out. What's with the green? She goop? goes. She goes. I've never been beautiful anyway, and she runs out of the castle like I'm mad. <laughs> and it's raining, and Turniphead brings her an umbrella, and that then nice. and then Markle comes out and goes, "You got to come back in." Why? He's almost all gone. And she goes, oh, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> and the thing that moments ago she was like no i can't do this she's like that's nah, okay he's just having he a just, tantrum he just needs to go upstairs and get in the bath that's all <laughs> he needs to she, do she realizes that she's being fickle but saying i've never been beautiful hang on a second i should probably go and help this guy and go look get your act together mate let's go and have a bath that was not made clear in the slightest of this part of the thing. <laughs> what was made clear was that, hey, I still like Turnipet. He's bringing her an umbrella. This yeah, guy's cool. Yeah, I like him. Here's a way to fix that issue. Have her look out for us and go, what am I saying? And then, oh, she, she's learning. Thanks, Turnipet. I really shouldn't complain. I don't have it as bad as you do. Da, 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 da. You need to come back and help. Okay, I will. Because if Turnipet yeah. can help her, she can help someone else. I appreciate the umbrella, but the umbrella had a hole in it. Just so you know. <laughs> <sighs> 
it's not the only hole in this film. I got news <laughs> for you. Um, she so now his towel drops on the way up to the shower, yeah. and old lady Sophie's like, <laughs> and for some reason we had to see Howell's butt crack on yeah, a couple of occasions, and then like his whole back very slimy butt. It was uh, like, what is this slimy butt? Um, there's a milk run because she brings him hot warm milk he says I feel like a Howard a Howard a coward (laughs) because I stay hidden and the witch of the waste was an old flame of his he thought she was beautiful until he got close enough and realized she ain't that's why you can't just swipe left or right willy nilly you gotta look at multiple pictures (laughs) and think about it for a moment Um, and so she's gonna go to the castle as Pedragon's mother um, Pendragon. Pendragon. Pendragon, sorry, Pendragon's mother, yeah. and say that her son is too cowardly to fight. And this is uh, Howell's idea because both of his uh, alter egos have been called to the castle. I don't know what's going to happen with the other great wizard who I don't deal with. No. I guess that guy's screwed, but Pendragon will be okay. Mm-hmm. And she says that he will find a way to follow her in some capacity. And so we go to Kingsbury, and she's. Wondering literally out loud to herself, as the witch of the waste is almost right beside her, I wonder what shape (laughs) Howell will manifest himself in. This is an anime thing, like because obviously anime is derivative of manga, which is just comic books, so to get around this, they just have them say that in a monologue, like, is these one second increments? A lot of anime does this, so it's just following that same kind of trope. Um, And so... um, Turns out he th- he's an old dog, or at least we're led to believe it's the yeah, old dog. Yeah, I thought he was the old dog. Yeah. Uh, she meets the Witch of the Waste, who has also been summoned, and has been waiting 50 years for this invitation, and then they have to go up the stairs, and you can't use magic to get up the stairs. Nope. So we learn that Solomon banished the Witch of the Waste to the Waste. Uh, old Sophie is great, in the sense that she's just <laughs> talking smack the whole way up. <laughs> I love this. And then finally, and she's carrying the dog. But she's like, well. come on, can't you? She tells the guard at the top, can't you help the witch of the waste? No, I am extre- I've been explicitly forbidden from doing so. And she goes, come on, pull yourself together to the witch of the waste. Haven't you been waiting for this for 50 years? Come on. <laughs> so, old Sophie, I don't think we've mentioned it yet, is voiced by Gene Simmons, who. And Shut has- up! Really? Yeah, this wait, is yeah. her Jean, last theatrical de- uh, release wait, before she died. Sorry, hang on. Who was the voice? Gene Simmons. Gene, 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 we're thinking. We're Kiss. thinking Gene Simmons, lead singer of Kiss. Yeah. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Gene Simmons, actress um, from 1944 to 2010. Oh, okay. Gene what has she been in? Wow. Like old school like Hollywood stuff. Oh, yeah, so is, is there any Academy truth Award. that she wanted to rock and roll all night? <laughs> I don't think so. Best supporting actress for Hamlet. She was in Hamlet, oh, 1948. Hamlet. Uh, won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress for Guys and Dolls. Um, yes. Uh, Big Country, El Morganti, Spartacus. Uh, lots of different bits Wasn't and pieces. Wasn't she in um, uh, uh, a Marilyn Monroe movie? <laughs> Boss, probably. That's I'm, asking I'm, Georgia that no by heart all the Marilyn Monroe I'm, movies. I'm pretty sure that she was. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah. So uh, for a minute, I thought this was the coolest thing ever. I thought I was like, I was like, hang on, that sounds nothing like Gene Simmons. It was very feminine. How cool would that But for be a though? moment, I was like, wow. <laughs> Me too. Uh, in the I was ca- like, wow, Ian's really into his 1940s actresses. Good for him. No, <laughs> he looks at no. Uh, I'm hoping the the witch of the waste. Uh, her name is Beth. I'm hoping. 
<laughs> so in the castle, there's a series of lights. They, they basically, they trick the witch to the waist to sitting down in this chair, and then they have this like triangulation of lights, which take away all her magic powers, I guess. Yeah, again, mm-hmm. the Dorian Gray effect. Uh, she's struggling. Uh, Sophie meets Madame Solomon, who is the magical advisor to the king. Yeah. And her dog is Solomon's errand dog, which really didn't prove itself to be that in any capacity the whole movie long no or anything else no uh, howell was solomon's final student we find out and one day his heart was stolen by a demon and he never returned to finish his training his powers are far too great for someone without a heart mm. solomon voiced by uh, blythe danner by the way um mother oh she's to- phoebe's mom yeah, and also oh. mother to gwyneth paltrow yeah, it's, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's mom, but yeah. she's in in she's Phoebe's mom who lives at the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That great line about you know there was a nickname that the other kids in class had for me, your dad, and your mom. What was that? The three losers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the witch of the waste has been returned to her natural state, and the powers are gone. And Sophie makes an impassioned speech, and during so reveals herself to be love in love, but is also young for a moment. Yeah, I think every time yeah. love is involved or heart is involved, she goes to her younger self. Like when she sleeps? Well, cause she's thinking of love. She's, yeah. I don't know. I think you're, you're dreaming of, of, of Anything love. to do with love or heart, she goes young. Enter the king. And the king uh, has decided not to use magic to win the war. And you know what would have been really helpful? Yeah. If on. they gave us more than two seconds before you brought the fake king in, yes, the real yeah. king in, and we established that Howl was, because I'm like, okay, this is the king. He's in the, okay, great. And then I'm like, okay, what? And so, <laughs> give me, this film, like, Let it absorb. this film took forever to cook breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few things that could have used considerably more time. Yeah. This would be one of them. Um, I didn't like that handlebar moustache. And we find out that the fake king is Howell. Uh, and then uh, Solomon says, it's time to show your mother what you really are, Howell. And then there's like these stars that float around them in this weird thing. So Howell takes her, flies up through the glass of Crystal Palace. Yeah. Very <laughs> Crystal Palace, isn't it? And he says, don't look down. If she did look down, would something bad happen? Would would they fell? Would they? I think it's just movie code for look how high we are. Don't look down. Because uh, see, I'd want to look down. Since you say don't look down, that's me. Yeah. I'm looking. They're surrounded by uh, flying's always a thing in, I, I in, a, in a Studio Ghibli film. There's a lot flying. of flying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very it's, graceful. Um, directors used to have a as a child was obsessed with like aircraft war machinery and that yeah. sort of thing. But then as he grew up. Uh, learn to detest it because of the damage it can do, which okay. you see a lot of in this film. So uh, um, they fly out of the castle, and the dog and the witch join them on a plane of some sort. Yeah. 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 Um, Howell says, you know, she's asked, I thought you were going to come there. He goes, I know. But knowing you'd be there gave me the courage to face her myself. Uh, there's some flying mishaps. I like the I like the um, mudguards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that quite cool. It reminds me of like a speeder bike in like Star Wars. And they get five minutes of invincibility. And so it's giving you five minutes of invis- five minutes invisibility. Is great. Five minutes of time. invisibility. Use it well. And a cool effect when they split it in half that and you was, saw the fake version and the real that was cool. That was very cool. And then you see sort of like the, the trees. Yeah. Sort of barely bit, you know, yeah. swinging, but it was just the trees. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. And I thought, you know, this will be all. Oh, this will be important. It means someone will. No, they just get away. Yeah. There's no <laughs> bigger reveal once it's over. No, no, no. There's a lot of that in this. There was. Yeah. Um, 
so breaking down the door so while this is going on solomon sends some of the king's guards to break down uh Dragonson or whatever his name, fake Jenkins. name is, and Jenkins's doors, and you yeah. find out they're just facades to empty sort of places, yeah. which float through them for a loop because they've been in the real place a bunch of times, not realizing they're magic doors. Um, and um, Sophie and our heroes, well, and the Witch of the Waste, uh, fly over London or something into the waste, and then onto the castle thanks to the ring. She's got a ring that it's kind of like. Uh, it's Jack like Sparrow's compass, compass in yeah, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It points where you want to go. Absolutely. But it only like turns on when the plot needs it to. Yeah. In this. It only turns on when she's thinking about Calcifer and Howl in the castle. Sure. Uh, and so uh, Sophie then crashes into the castle and she makes a mighty big mess, but I've got, well, it's the cleaning lady's problem to deal with. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how come the mouth was open? Did, did they... I guess Calcifer must have been in communication with the ring or something. Uh, I don't know. Okay. That night they sleep and Sophie is young again. Yeah, she is. Yeah, it's crazy. So a good night's sleep. Pretty young, but then you wake up and you're like 90 again. That's what happens to me, I guess. Uh, Hal is almost transparent and goes upstairs. Sophie follows and she's still young with the candle in her hand. Uh, she follows Hal into his room and it's turned into a tunnel from Coraline with the tic tac from Mardi Gras all over the place. Yeah. And this is Weird. when we kind of theorize, Liam, that he's obviously some sort of magpie. Yeah. And it's full of shiny things. And he's been collecting stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, what this means, I don't have a flippity dippity doo on this. No. Uh, she comes across uh, upon the bird version of Hal, and uh, he says, "Go away." That is Christian Bell. Isn't oh, it? I'm this bad. has to be when he. I was going to say this has to be when he gets cast. He is at this point. He is literally in like pre-production of filming. He Batman. is testing so out is, the Batman voice here. He is literally testing out the Batman voice here. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that. That's hilarious. I am the danger in the night. I want her to say, why so serious? <laughs> That's not him. No, I know. But I, but <laughs> oh, I want, she can I want her to say it. She yeah, why? Yeah. So, so it's <laughs> four years in the future, isn't it? <laughs> That'd be funny, right? Um, and so she said that she loves him and wants to break the spell. He says she's too late and storms away. And I'm pretty sure here she wakes up and everything we saw when she was young is a dream. Yeah, that's yeah. what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we hear that Hal has come back. It hasn't been that long, but he's nowhere near as bad. And she goes, I want to know about the curse. It says that someone stole his heart. A demon stole his heart. But he's like, no, that's not my story to tell. I've been sworn to privacy. What we call in this country GDPR regulations. I'm afraid of someone else's medical attention. I cannot give that to you. Uh, cleaning up the castle. So, you know, the speeder is removed from the castle and almost kills Turnip Head and the kid and the dog. Did we really need to see that? No. Do you know what I mean? There's a whole montage of that. And we Every, it. Everyone gets around the table and Howell is great and welcomes Turnip Head for about five minutes. Like, and he calls family. We are family. family. Disjointed family. And he goes outside and he draws some chalk on the floor and he goes inside and grabs some chalk and the thing. And then he goes ahead and he gets Calcifer in his hands and Calcifer levels up. He does. And so does. This is like you got a whole bunch of money and he went on The Sims and like redesigned his house. <laughs> I like that. Oh, because but he redesigned it back to how it was when she was in her workshop. Well, they've moved the castle so that the facade includes the workshop from before. Yeah. So the yeah. doors have been reassigned. Uh, and there's been lots of home improvements. We've had a bedroom, which also has like her old like, you know, hat, whatever. Uh, some clothes, which I don't really think we see or really wear. No. Uh, a courtyard. The shop. And a new color on the dial, and uh, 
we get a secret garden, as he says. Yeah. Yep. His own little cottage hideaway. His own little cottage hideaway, yep. And her age is all over the place here. Because now she's like what I call medium age. Yeah. She's not old, but she's not young. It's like they couldn't decide. It's like, she's like young age, but she's got the gray hair. Yeah. But some wrinkles yeah. every so often. Yeah. Well. I mean, it was re- was really fluid here. <laughs> it from, was. From here on out, pretty much. It was. Um, she goes, it's... She goes, it all seems so familiar, yet I know I've never been here before. And I guess we pay that off later. Um, she's terrified he's going to leave. She says, I don't care if you're a monster, but he keeps saying, I'm just getting things ready for when I'm not around. Uh, getting things in order. She says she's not pretty. And he goes, you're beautiful, which she responds to by aging 50 years. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I think, um, I, was, that was, I think that was showing you that he saw the beauty. What he sees her. versus what she sees? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cue a battleship, and he uses his magic, and it turns his arm into a raven or something, and it it, like, it was like a minor inconvenience for the, the, the ship. It doesn't crash it. No. And he's like, oh, they're turning around. It's like, it's like, kind of like, he's like, ha-ha. He's like, oh, wait. It, it kind of disabled it a little bit. A little bit, until it turned it, around, and they got yeah, mad. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. shoot, we should run. <laughs> They come after him, and generic villains are generic, and uh, he kind of gets through them and then drops her off into the castle. And when I say drops off, I mean drops off. Drops. Uh, that night, she stitched together clothes and taking care of the Witch of the Waste, and the Witch of the Waste says, you're in love, and she's back to being medium-aged again. When did the Witch of the Waste become, like... She doesn't really. No. I, I, I didn't understand like, it this. It was like there was no... Yeah. <laughs> my thought process for this is when she gets all her wicked magic melted away that's when her like evil facade melts away too but until even, she it, until it comes back yeah yeah it adds it, a movie this is the, <laughs> this is my thought process ethan's vocal there is me the in my head the whole way through yeah, the movie yeah. <laughs> 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 so excited to clear some things up later. there's an air raid siren and um solomon's henchmen are looking for the castle q howell who's fighting with the armies but back in the castle sophie's mother has come and announced she's married again and announces for oh i have a car waiting and it turns out this is all to smuggle in what's called a peeping bug which is quickly caught by uh the witch of the waste who then feeds it to calcifer why didn't anybody um sort of say at the time what what is um because she's old again still but the sister comes in to see her yeah and not mention nothing about her age or what she looks like yeah so wouldn't that be a trigger for her to go why are you so calm and why don't you question this? i think I, the, this shows us i think the mom's a very underdeveloped character but i think it shows the mom it's all of a facade she doesn't really care oh, okay she says what she's in the way she's spoken before it's very yeah. like she cares more about fashion looks. Her mom's vain, cares about her new, oh, I forgot to have a car running. Da, da, da. You know, it's just, you know, and she gets into the car and we find out that she has been pressured by Solomon to do this and by the king to do this, but it's not really enough to, yeah, it's a combination of the mom's not a good character combined with she wasn't really there to care anyway. It was just, yeah, it was just funny how she was hiding herself earlier on in the film because of the way she looked, yeah. but now she still looks the same. No one said anything. Well, it's well her mother did say knows. you look so old. Yeah, she she mentions it, but yeah. then she, mother already knows because she's been yeah, but, told to go and do this job. Yeah, by I someone. know, but wouldn't that have been a trigger for her to go, hang on a minute, what's going on? No, because her mom's not a good person anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, where I was confused. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, sorry, one second. 
But she does even say, you look so oh. old. Yeah, but not Yeah, like, we talked about that. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so the bombs are dropping, and the blob men invade the shop, which is part of the castle now, of course. The bombs are being dropped, and Hal is riding one, but the castle's being hit, and the witch of the waste thinks it's all very exciting. <laughs> uh, this is where it starts to get fast and furious. I'm going, I'm a, I start losing track. of. I'm like, all right, things are happening. Uh, Hal comes back and gets Sophie and rescues her, and the blob men can't make it into the castle. They're allowed to go to the facade in the courtyard, but not in the castle proper. Uh, the witch of the waste is smoking a cigar that's a gift from Solomon, and I'm guessing the cigar is some sort of a magic cigar that links to the fires being taken place everywhere. It feels like that. Anybody else get that, or I think I yeah, I think the cigar is something to do with the is taking the power away from uh, both Calcifer and Howell at the same yeah. time because she is questioned about it by yeah. I think it was by Howell. Um, yeah. So uh, she says, I really want to talk to you. He says, yeah, we're going to talk. But first, we're going to do something else. Uh, Sophie wants Howell to run. He says, I've done enough running. And now I have something we're fighting for, which, you know, it's 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 the genre. Okay, I'm fine with it. I get it. Uh, Sophie switches the gate. They're now outside the city, but can look in on the city. Calcifer says no one but Howell can take him out of the hearth. I'd like to remind everybody that earlier in the film, Sophie took Calcifer out of the hearth and put him in a mug. She did. She did. (laughs) (laughs) When she was cleaning it, she did exactly that thing. So this whole no one can do. No, we all saw it. Yeah, she did. You were fine. I think it's more of like a mental thing for him. Like he believes that she can't because... Why would when he believe she, it? She can't because he did it. She did it earlier in the film. That's what I meant. When Sophie goes to do it earlier on, she's like, "No, only only Hal can do it." And then like she, he's like, "Oh, maybe you're not so bad because you can do it too." I have no idea. I'm just theorizing. Okay, we'll point. find out later. <gasps> I've um, seen this film like three times, and I still don't get it. They take him out of the castle, and the castle collapses. But he's smart enough to go make sure I'm the last one out. Now I thought he meant like put me out. Yeah, like make sure I'm the last one to die, and I'm like, well, it's a pretty big ass to ask them to make sure that they die in a specific order. But all right, <laughs> but I guess he meant exit the castle. Yeah. Uh, the castle collapses. Um, they want it moved, uh, and so because they go back into the rubble after it's collapsed, and he says, "I need something of yours," and I'm going, oh, "Okay, he's got Hell's heart." Mm-hmm. The minute he says, "I need something of yours," a demon stole his heart. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, "Okay, I- I'm here now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here now. And he takes a little bit of her. He goes, oh, how about your eyes? And she goes, how about my hair? And he's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, that would be like if I it said, hey, sense. Liam, if you, went, if you went, I want 5,000 pounds for my car, and I want to give you a 50 quid deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not a huge. No, no, like, no, All no, right. No grows back unless you're rapunzel you know what i mean um and so and and the castle's markedly different but still really cool yeah and we find out that yep he's got howl's heart and just in case we didn't notice that the witch of the waste goes you've got howl's heart yeah just point out so the witch of the waste steals the heart and everything goes to pot um (laughs) sophie ends up dumping water on the heart and the castle falls apart and sophie falls to the bottom of some sort of cliff and gets upset and now she's going, what if I killed Howell? It's like we were told the whole movie, if you put out Calcifer, he dies. Like, yeah. This is not like all of a sudden you're going, oh, I've just had this idea. What if not? We, we flat out told you there's a link between these two. I'd already made that connection, obviously, because they'd said it earlier on. Yeah. And I assumed it was the heart. So, yeah. 
you know another davy jones another pirates of the caribbean yeah, reference here absolutely uh sophie's uh well, you know she was she's worried and the ring starts back up and points towards a door but dodgily though doesn't it yep a little bit flicky dicky yeah yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> if been, as if it's been put out by water because it's it's wet yeah Sure. The re- you're right. Oh, I guess Kaus is links to him. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's blue now as well. Is it's, it? Uh, was it not blue before? Yeah. No, it was red. Oh, okay. She opens a door to nowhere, and the dog eventually follows, because we got to have a dog show up. But the dog kind of divers. Yeah. And then goes through. Oh, and I thought that was I to indicate just, something. I think it's just designed to frustrate the audience. So go in. I want to see what's going on. Go in. Oh, okay. Yeah. He did this a lot. <sighs> There's a long, dark tunnel, and we get a room with a writing desk, and it's the secret hideaway we saw earlier. It's mm. a secret thing. She's in Howell's childhood. Thank God she said it out loud because I wouldn't have figured it out. Because <laughs> Howell's age was playing all over the place in the film anyway. It was, yeah, and he was a lot younger in this. But <sighs> I, didn't, I didn't, yeah. We see Howell swallow a finding star and birth Calcifer, which was kind of a cool moment. Yeah. Her ring breaks and the floor opens up and she falls and she also says, I know how to help you now. Find me in the future. I'll see you in the future. Which I guess links to how the place seems familiar, but you know, she's never been there before. And that's when she jumped into the DeLorean. Yeah. This is very River Song, (laughs) Doctor Who sort of stuff where we're we're meeting each other, but in different directions. Yeah, Doctor Who, yeah, yeah. For those who keep track, there's one of my things. There is. You know, that's that's why his castle is in the the town in the first place and why he comes and rescues her from those guards right at the beginning. Because that's him coming to find her. Yeah, because she's going to come find me. I got that. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, they go back to the door to the wasteland and the door disappears bird monster howl is now there Birdman, or the virtue of ignorance is sitting there uh she goes i need you to take me to calcifer if you can howl then takes them to the plank of wood from titanic that sophie from and uh the witch of the waste is using as a castle yeah jack's still hanging on to the side of it uh how collapses room for two on that though there's room for two yeah mm-hmm. uh oh. sophie uh convinces the witch of the ways to give back the heart and basically she just goes give it to me no give it to me no i'll hug give you it then. to me you must you must really want this i do want this yes. <laughs> I do. okay <laughs> she, she gives it to her after she's hugged her though, she? yeah uh she puts the heart back in uh calcifer first goes she goes what'll happen if i put you back inside and he goes Oh, I don't know, but because it's you, I'll probably be okay. <laughs> that did make me laugh. This movie's f-ing stupid. George, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't wait till the end. Jeez. Um, Calcifer then becomes free. Hal becomes alive. The raft runs down the cliff out of control and turn up head saves the group by snapping his pole. He uses himself as a break yep. kind of thing, doesn't he? She then kisses sophie kisses the pole (laughs) (laughs) she kisses kisses, me she kisses turnip head (laughs) not much better but there we go and he's and he's restored his name is turnip head (laughs) and he's restored as a prince who's been missing from the neighboring kingdom which is how i know it's two different kingdoms at war and in case we're missing this the witch of the waste is ready with the encyclopedia with the wikipedia entry on on this prince yeah she is yes he came over here and he was in love with you Mm. and your true love is now found in love with someone else (laughs) are we all caught look at the camera are we all caught up and i'm going 
no, this film's a fever dream. <laughs> Solomon looks on through a portal and the dog's like radioing with an update. Like, nanu, nanu. That's funny. <laughs> she goes, call forth the king. It's time to end this war. Calcifer comes back to them and goes, although I've been freed, you know what I'd like to do? Hang out with you guys some more. Because you're family. So the castle was rebuilt again, and now it can fly, and Sophie and Hal kiss on the balcony. The end. Well done, you. What in the flippity-dippity happened to this film? I have no idea. Georgia, we have now reached the time where I will openly admit, Ethan said he's watched it three times, doesn't know. I don't have a flippity-dippity Scooby-Doo clue what happened in the second half of this not what happened plot-wise because I don't think the plot's very good I don't think there's much of one I know there's a lot of symbolism I didn't pick up on any of it you know I think the animators were told right you draw this you draw this and they come together and went oh that makes no sense they were told there's a red pill and a blue pill take whichever one you want and draw yeah and we got this something to eat something to drink oh my word Georgia, shed some light. What am I clearly not getting from that this film? Clearly a rabbit hole. Come on. Sophie is also a witch. What? Well, I didn't get that. She does wow. say I'm a witch and a couple does, of times. And she does be able to move Kelsifer, I suppose. So she can- Sophie doesn't know that she's powerful. Um what? she is is a witch that has the power to talk things into action, hence why she's so good at selling hats. Hence why she's able to convince people to do things that she says after telling them a few times. Hence why she's able to pick up Calcifer and why does they Howell don't both know? die. Yes. Does, does he knows know? instantly. Hence why he's not bothered about helping her so much because he knows that she is actually uh, magical. It's also why her age changes so much. But she it's was also, cursed. You'd think yes, the witch but the because she's, would... If she's a witch, can't, why can't she take her own curse off? She does to a certain extent. Hence why she keeps, I keep saying hence, but that's why she keeps, her age keeps changing because when she is um, completely enamored, when she's in love, when she's very happy, when she's very sad, when she's dreaming, she is, she's overcoming the curse. She's becoming, going back to the normal age. She was walking in the air as well. Not with a snowman, but. What was she walking in the air? She, he says to her with you know, Howl at the beginning yeah. he, says, he says to her you're a natural you're very yeah, good at this you're very good at this oh this is all okay, very okay. subtle it is it's incredibly sense. subtle but it's this because you're supposed sense. to you're in the same same headspace as Sophie is because she doesn't know that she's magical either okay Ethan this makes sense however no I've one be no one be times. no one be going on the computer and looking up theories I no, want to have no, an no, honest no, conversation yeah. here no looking up anything else just let's just talk yeah, that makes sense, but I've seen this three times, and I've only now realized that. You would think, you know when the Witch of the Waste gives her little exposition about the prince? Easily throw it in there, because ha- I've never had a clue that she was any kind of magic. It's also why she curses her in the first place, because the Witch of the Waste, who, as we are told, was in love with Howell and wants his heart, which is what happens later on. She literally takes his heart, and it's why everything falls to pot. Um, that's why she curses Sophie because she has seen Sophie with Howl and she's jealous. Uh, she doesn't have to be a witch to be jealous of her, though. Yeah, I assume it was because she's. It's because Howl rejected her when she was rejected the Witch of the Waste when she was younger. Because Howl saw through her beauty and went, "No, don't like you." Yeah, this isn't what I'm saying though. I'm saying Sophie doesn't have to be a witch for 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 Howl to fall in love with her. And for the Witch yeah. of the Waste to be jealous of her. So the fact that she gets cursed by the Witch of the Waste for this reason doesn't prove in any capacity that she's a witch. 
If anything, it made more sense no, in my brain. Else, everything else that happens afterwards is, be- is because she's a witch. <sighs> it made more sense in my brain that the witch the worst would curse her because she's a human, okay. because she wouldn't be able to undo I'm it. I'm trying to figure out which character should be aware. Solomon should clearly be aware. And I'm trying she to remember... because that's why she turns into a young girl. Hang on a second. Sorry, sorry. So if Solomon's aware... Yeah. Not because she saw it, but shouldn't there be something where she tries to do something similar to to Sophie, what she does to the Witch of the Waste? She's got her there, and if you're not going to fight with us, we're going to take away your powers. That's that's the whole gimmick. Yeah. And we're told that Edward's a wizard, but Edward had training. You know what I mean? Like, is Sophie, is Sophie just like Anakin Skywalker here, and it's just sort of manifesting itself spontaneously? Yeah. Her sister is also like magical, it. the one that we don't okay. get to see. But this is basically. Well, we don't have that. That, in the film. Is, that doesn't count. Yeah. That, no, that, that no. cannot count because it's not in the film. I don't care no. what the book says. So, based on the film, what were we just talking about? Because I had something here. Oh, right. It takes training. And we're told that Hal doesn't finish his training and that, you know, you should. it's too much magic for her. It's going to, yada, 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 yada. You need to complete your training. She's had no training, yet somehow has just all this innate power. Doesn't that spit in the face of the idea that training needs to happen? I mean, it's kind of a bit of a Scarlet Witch effect, isn't it? Like, yeah. she she doesn't have the she doesn't know that she's got this power, therefore hasn't harnessed any of it. The only power that she has that we are shown and that she is she's not aware of it. But that the only power that happens is stuff, is her talking things into happening. Um, so she her magic is that it is the ability to say something and to have it happen, rather than all of the other spells and like disguises and all those different things that. Um, howl and um markle are able to do she doesn't do that she's not able to do that she hasn't trained to do surely that. this she can have, only do the other stuff i mean i know you made reference to this surely this should have been signposted a little bit easier for the audience oh it absolutely should have yeah, been exactly. is, i didn't get that is there any sort of assumption that the audience is supposed to be from is howl's moving castle a, 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 a classic in japan is there are we supposed to be familiar with the source material I really don't know. I couldn't tell you that. It's only because I am familiar with the source material that I watch this going, okay. oh, that's so clever. I'm wondering- and like, if you, it's, it's beautiful to watch if you haven't. And I, I'd quite enjoy watching it with someone who didn't know it and kind of explaining along the way would oh. be quite nice. Because actually, there are so many little bits that you've spoken about during this that I've gone, and it's because of this. And like, we can't go over every single one of them. And obviously, we wanted the reveal at the end. But yeah, there are several different times where I'm, hearing your complaints about the story elements and different bits and pieces and i'm going i know why this is and i want to tell you (laughs) if that's such a big story element though that should be in the film and not in the book when i see harry Potter, when i watch a harry potter film i'm not gonna be like (laughs) i wonder why he's a wizard and then i have to go and read the book and discover that his parents were wizards or something like it's it's a very weird that I like a lot of Ghibli moves, but this is that's really stupid. If anything, I think this made me like the movie less. This film has left me frustrated mm-hmm. because when I'm told what the thing was, it wasn't something that I missed. It was something that I don't think it's realistic for me to pick up on. Yeah. And once you know what it is, you go, but it's so much more. Okay, that's great. But a film shouldn't require me to look because you could watch no. it. Mul- I could watch this multiple times and not pick that up. You should, you should get, mm. you should get that to at the end. Any film with a reveal yeah, at the yeah, end, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, you should go should back drop. and be able to watch it a second time. The, the Sixth Sense. It's a very famous twist. I, I was about to use that I example. won't say what it is, but but there is a twist at the end of The Sixth Sense, right? Yeah. And when you watch it, you go, whoa, if it's not spoiled for you. You go, yeah. whoa. And you go back and you rewatch it, and you see how every scene pays off that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not what? convinced that... 
if I rewatch because because it, it, it's signposted, it doesn't go wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If you're really paying attention, he was he was what he was all along. But oh, the movie's twenty something years old. Um, it's okay when Ian does it when I do. I it. caught I myself and I, I didn't. I, I did go. I, I didn't finish the syllable. I got a little like the first letter out. Um, and so there's that. I just sit here and go, like Georgia, you talk quite famously about train spotting and how you kind of turned on a movie because of a reason. Yeah. I'm turning on this movie because I sat at the end and went, I don't get it. And then when I got the reveal, I went, it actually feels like I'm going, that's not fair, actually. I don't get it. It doesn't feel like it's there to be earned. Yeah. yeah. I think what this, You have to be in the club. Needs, what this film needs is a bit at the end that reveals her power innately and explicitly. Because then the bits, like when her hair is much more powerful than it ever should have been when given to Calcifer. That's why he asks for eyes, because eyes are a lot more. A normal human person's eyes would give him the power he needs, where it's just her hair does does it because she's powerful. You know when you could have done it? lots of little bits like that that make so much more sense once you know, but because you don't get the reveal at the end, this is a, is, is a bad thing. You know when you could have done this? Yeah, it, when the dog's it. doing the nanu-nanu visit back to Solomon, yeah. you could have him go, I told you to keep a, a close eye told you she was a witch yeah and then go back to the two of them on the ship and they're hugging you're going wait what have a small bit where uh, something right a twinkle a jam or something like that and then we go to black and all of a sudden you're going oh shoot okay and now i rewatch it a second time with that viewing in place and now i get it that's what it needed you didn't you just didn't give me that last bit and as a result the film fails for me yeah yeah for me uh, no, no. I, I completely agree with that because if I didn't know, I'd be kind of going, mm, I'd not a clue what's uh, going on. There are many good things about this film. It was a beautiful film to watch. It, visually, mm-hmm. brilliant. Uh, the voice acting was, 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 was of a high standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The score was fantastic. Love the score. I do enjoy the aesthetic of the thing, and it pulls on some themes that I'm familiar with from other Studio Ghibli works. So, this isn't a film bereft. Bereft means free, am I right? Yeah. This isn't a yep. film bereft of positives. It's got positives. But what it did leave me with as a viewer who treasures story, and we've talked about this at great length for me, story is my number one thing usually. It's left me angry in many ways. Not like, girl, I'm going to go punch Mr. <laughs> Mr. What was the director's name again? Miyazaki. Mr. Miyazaki. I'm not going to go you know, board a plane to Japan and find him. It does also, make me... Dead. Oh, bless him. It does make me... It does. I tell you what, it makes me less likely to look up another Studio Ghibli film. Because when I looked up this one, I, I, I saw all the Ghibli that was available. But all I'm left with now is I don't want to go ahead and in two hours go what? And then when I find out the thing, go well, how am I supposed to know that? Yeah. Well, apparently, with a lot films. of these anime films, there isn't really a good story to them anyway. It's very loose. Style over substance in many ways. Yeah. And if you're a fan of anime, you accept that. That is the, that is the sort of thing. You yeah. treasure that aesthetic, the style, all those things. There's a lot of plot holes in a lot of things. <sighs> Don't buy what Lestat told me. Anyway. And it got out of Dodge really quick. This very film. quick. This film really got I out of Dodge quick. I get more upset by this because of the story plot. I, I wasn't upset. You were. Mm. When the film ended, you were in a better place about it than yeah, I was. Because visually, I was... I wasn't ranting, but I was like, oh, I don't think I'm I like that. I'm all about visuals, aren't I? So yeah. so for me, I was quite stimulated with the with the visuals. Yeah. And so I was quite happy with it. All right, there's bits I didn't understand. And I was like, Ugh. But yeah, you were more annoyed than I were. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to make some... I'll be in the role of Georgia this week where people will be going, you just don't get it, man. Yeah, I don't. You're right. I don't. 
Yeah. Sorry. Uh, any, well, I, we've got our usual sort of end of sort of stuff, but is there any, Ethan, any genuine other thoughts? Genuine, like I said. <laughs> any generalities, maybe, what I'm trying well, to say? I'll tell the truth once on this point. No, I, I've seen many anime movies, and one of my favorite is Your Name, but Your, your Name does nothing like this when it comes to plot and explanation of. No, because it has similar. No, I thought you were of, saying yeah, there was yeah, like a film called E, and I was like, oh, really? Weird way to say it. Your Name, and one of the main themes is magic that you don't understand, but they explain it by the end, and you're questioning it, and the second it explains it near the end, you go, ah, everything yeah. makes sense. And this film was missing that to such a degree that now I know this after three watches ago, my opinion has changed on this film. Now. Yeah. 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 Which is a shame because I used to love this film. Uh, George, by no means let our accounts taint your <laughs> your viewpoint of this. You you hadn't seen this before, but you I hadn't had, seen the film. But you're familiar with the book and now you've watched it. What what were what were your feelings towards the film? Yeah. I really liked it. Yes. I really, really enjoyed it. It's got a very Alice in Wonderland vibe it to has. it. And we all know that I'm a massive Alice fan. So am I. Um, for the absurdity and for the bits that don't necessarily make sense unless you do take a second to think about them and yeah. maybe you already got a little bit of extra knowledge. And Sorry, I'm just jumping. And if you haven't heard our, our, our Alice in Wonderland review over on the Disney podcast, Talking the Mickey, uh, you'll hear that I, you know, I, I, I don't get Alice. We've had that discussion how it's yes. just, I, it's just something's, totally, something's lost on me. Yeah, that's well, all. See, I totally love that. Sorry, I did, I did is, cut you I off. I get it, but with this, I don't. George, I, I think I cut you off there. Go ahead. So I think it is it's in that same sort of umbrella of universe. And it's why I treasure this sort of thing so much, because it. I, it's a part of that feeling of watching something where you go, I'm okay that you don't understand this because to me it make that then makes me feel it's like the Oscar critics critics all over again. It, but it makes me feel you're like on the, I've got a, you're I've on got the inside on this one. Yeah, I've got a deeper connection with this, and that's really lovely to feel with with a couple of different. I've not felt it with anything other than Alice, and this this is the closest I've got to that sort of feeling with another thing and it was really i really enjoyed it um yeah i thought it was pretty great we're in the end game now yes pip we are in the end game now so uh let's go through the sort of usual like things here uh should we talk about female representation first and foremost uh, I, I, I realize that George has muted herself so that we can't hear a dog. Is it, just give me a thumbs up. Is it safe to unmute? Okay, go ahead. Uh, obviously, you should have first call on this female representation in this film. Absolutely amazing. So good. I thoroughly love the representation in this film for um, women because, I mean, there are several different types of women, as it were, in this film. There's innate bad guy in Solomon who is just awful and is wicked to the core there's the witch of the waste who is um who's evil but her evil is based around looks and property and isn't and when that was taken away she was a good person and then there's and then there's sophie who is this young girl who is completely it's she's she's just she's great i mean she's doing she doesn't want to be a hatter but she's a hatter because that's what her dad did and that's what she feels like she should do she grows up into this old woman who kind of goes oh i feel like i can say exactly what i'd like now and so there's this lovely representation of old women as well and their ability to do different bits and pieces Awkward. and and get away with stuff <laughs> 
And people want to help it's, her when she's old. My mom was the queen of that. Like, I'm, I'm going to say whatever I want. Because <laughs> I can. Because I've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a certain element to older women feeling like they can say more than they ever could when they were younger because one because of that mentality of i've earned it and also because of the mentality of mentality mentality that's the one um of people going of actually respecting older women where they might not have respected a younger woman's feelings as much as they did the older woman's and so to see a young woman's feelings and thoughts inside an old woman is 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 really cool. I really like it. It also frees her. We 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 saw the sexual harassment from the soldiers early early yeah. on, and actually, she's just it's just the merit of what she says that she's weighed on now, or her abilities that she's weighed on now, yeah. as yeah. opposed to just other people trying to use her sexually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. interesting message there. And also, being the title of Howl's Moving Castle, you think that's going to be all about him when actually that's more her story. Yeah, and there's more female characters than there are male characters i mean technically the titular character is the castle <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um very true i mean how how's a bit of an enigma he's a, he's a bit of an edward cullen from twilight he's so mysterious and she's so in love with him the whole time I, and right, it's about all right, these yeah, women yeah. fighting over one man so yeah, yeah. there's a little bit of that but you can't i'm okay with stories where girls multiple girls pursue one guy yeah. who's mysterious and flawed and all that sort of stuff that's fine Equally, multiple guys pursue one girl in this film as well because that's mm. what turnip head is in the end yeah, fair enough. He's, sure. He is pursuing Sophie even as an old old woman because of how she has uh, how she is rather than what she looks like, and that's that's great too. To be how fair, he's he's, this- he's he's a broomstick with a turnip for a head. Mm. Did anybody think? <laughs> his, did anybody think his acting was a bit wooden? Oh, jeez, uh, <laughs> that was rotten to the core. Um, how does have like this this air of oh I can fix him to him with like yeah he's so damaged I can fix him. I, I don't. That's the that's the issue, and I'll say this: the reason most people rate Howl's Moving Castle a lot, a lot on Twitter, uh, is because people go, "He's really hot because he's damaged," and this is not a slight; it's true. It's what everyone says. Really, and that's an issue. Well, no, we can't really do much about terrible uh, things. You know, if people interpret a text a certain way, does that mean the text is wrong, or does it mean people's interpretation of a text is wrong? If it's majority, I think it's gone wrong in the way that I'd it's be very careful. I, I hear you. I'd be very careful using Twitter, a, a Twitter sort of thing as a, any sort of an idea of a barometer of what it makes a majority. Oh, I know. I'm just saying in what the fandom currently is for this film, people who who celebrate this film the most, it's very much of look at this damaged person. I want to kind of because because if, if Twitter's the barometer, then Ben Affleck was the best Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and I refuse to live in a world where that's the case. And I, oh, no, Twitter, I, I like Batman. Like, place that, yeah, that Ghibli movies do tend to live now when it comes to celebration. Yep. So it, it's yep. it's a innate understanding. Um. So uh, let's talk about George. Do you have anything on the money for this? I do. Yeah. Okay. Let me just open up my phone again. Dee, 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 dee. Is this in dollars or yen? <laughs> um, I have it in both. Please let's do oh. it in dollars. <laughs> I, I, will, I, will I can't comprehend yen. I don't know. I have no idea what the, what the exchange rate is. Nor do every I. like one dollar is like a hundred yen or something. Say it's it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's it's a very high number. Yeah. 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 Um. So the budget for this film was twenty four million US dollars. Anyone want to take a guess at its worldwide box office? Oh, worldwide. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, six hundred. Okay, so uh, Liam is closest. 
Um, it uh, it grosses at two hundred thirty-six million worldwide, one hundred and ninety million of which comes from Japan. What I was going to say, what year is this? Two thousand four. I did not hear a thing about this. No, I didn't. <laughs> it is it is uh, nominated for uh, the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature at the seventy seventy eighth um, Oscars. Yeah. Um, loses to Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Oh, That's my hilarious. word. <laughs> that is so funny. There's a competition. I mean, which one of those two would I hate most? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, all right. Um... Let's... You talked about the awards already, so there we go. I mean, the legacy... It's part of that Studio Ghibli canon. Uh, love it or, 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 or how I felt about it. Um, you know... Um, it's it, it is its own branding. It's probably the third most successful mainstream animated studio in the world. Mm-hmm. Disney slash yeah. Disney Pixar. Okay, yeah. yeah. DreamWorks. Yeah. Yeah. Ghibli. And you could argue yeah. critically, it's second only to Pixar. Yeah. Oh, Critics yeah. love Ghibli. From what I know in franchises, it's number four, like of the most grossing franchise when it comes to like yeah, um, yeah. i was just talking critically at this point but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah i said yeah i think it's if you if you take pixar away from disney then it's probably four right disney pixar yeah uh dreamworks yeah. this yeah 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 that's kind of where i would have it but critically only behind pixar i would say because they're always yeah. ridiculously highly rated at the um, time of this is uh, this release as well just another little it was the um became the third most financially successful film in japan anyone want to guess what what behind spirit Grave away of fireflies spirit away is one of them the other one is a film we've recently done on bfe what uh 2004 go by mary poppins no it's not, it's not bfe um <laughs> 16 years in the future yeah i have no idea no idea georgia what is it go on titanic Oh, that what? Makes it. Oh, Titanic okay. is a commercial success in Japan. Titanic is a commercial success everywhere. Everybody knows Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And who thought? That's thought- what inspired them to put the plank in. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to show you how many people could have fit on that. It turns out five. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, whose story is it? It's clearly Sophie's story, Sophie's, isn't it? Yeah. What is the story? Acceptance of yourself? I is think it- so. There's a lot of acceptance. true love overcomes all. There's a lot of, Bit of both, love really, isn't as opposed to war. There's, yeah. um, there's some. Make love, yeah, not there's war. a lot of pass, pacifism. Um, pacifism. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few different themes that kind of rear their heads, but the biggest one is war is bad. Okay, uh, people's favorite. Let's go through the usual best of, worst of. Favorite favorite character. Well, at the beginning, I quite liked um, Hal because okay. he had the. Uh, Bowie-esque feel to his character. He is that enigma, isn't he? And then he just kind of, through the movie, he just sort of dropped. He just becomes more and more wounded. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't like that. I wanted that mythical feel about him. Um, I'd probably say... It's all about the baby. (laughs) (laughs) I I quite like Billy Crystal. Oh, you like Billy Crystal? Calcifer. Yeah, Calcifer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ethan? I'm I'm going Kalsfer as well. I think I was talking to um to Russell on Twitter about this when he watched it and I was like Is this Russell Osborne or Nick and Russ Russ? Uh or is this Resident Posty. Resident Posty. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh we both agreed. Kalsfer is just great throughout this. He he is enjoyable and he is ironically, he's the heart of this film for me at points. Okay. <laughs> um Georgia. Yeah, I'll throw an honorary mention to Kalsfer. I I do well, like I him and I mean and he's he's my he's he's my boy. I'm gonna, guess, I'm gonna guess you're going Sophie. Yeah, 
Georgia? Yeah, I'm, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting to, for Ethan to say something. Oh, okay. She's trying to keep us uh, in suspense. Yeah, no, I'm going to going Sophie, um, especially old Sophie. I think I think she's great. I love the the wit and the the sarcasm and everything that comes with her aging. I think it's I think and it's the brilliant. tenaciousness of her as well as an old lady. Yeah, I liked old lady. Yeah, old lady Sophie. I liked Sophie throughout. I thought yeah. she was a good yeah. character. Uh, there's a lot I didn't, uh, but I will say that mine is um, make it make it three for Calcifer. Really like Calcifer. Yeah, like Billy Crystal playing it a bit straight. Yeah, he had his jokes, but it wasn't like Mike Wazowski going, you know, uh, what he said uh, something about spark or warmth or whatever. Yeah, the yeah, joke yeah, he yeah. makes earlier about you go ah, yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? went over the top was it? It was just on the edge. Yeah, so that was um, that was all right. Yeah, so um. That Calcifer gets my vote there. Uh, best element of the film or best scene, best moment, whatever you want to do? My best scene, I got best scene and best element. Go ahead. Okay, my best scene is the opening bit of how I loved how he swooped in and swooped out. and Almost like a bat. Yeah, that was, I love that. <laughs> I, 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 seriously, I, I thought that was a really lovely little little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and I was mesmerized by it and I was ready to go on the journey. And then I was disappointed for the rest. No. Um. Uh, my favourite element was the actual background artistry. I I love the streets. I love the house. I love the the scenery. Everything behind is so such a stark contrast to the main characters being in it. Okay, but I I just felt like it was so good. I was so looking at different bits in the background more than I was at the the front of the the camera. Okay, uh, Ethan. There is such a flow and fluidity of this animation that is absolutely breathtaking, and I think the the colours pop in this. That is absolutely fantastic as a piece of art. Every single frame you could hang up on a wall at points because it's it's really really well done, and I do like that. Um, and I'm gonna tear that to shreds in a second. <laughs> so a little bit of a for for foreboding best yeah, element for Ethan, uh, Georgia. I yeah, animation is beautiful, but. I mean, animation in a lot of Ghibli films is amazing. So for this film specifically, I'm going with the story and the messages that do come across, at least to me. Um, I know they don't come across to everyone, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Um, and I think it's just beautiful. Um, Miyazaki actually went on quote saying that his this film is his favourite creation, explaining, I wanted to convey the message that life is worth living, and I don't think that's changed. And I I just think it's beautiful. I really like it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, for mine, I will go with the creation of the castle itself. It's probably the thing I will take away from it. The the, mm-hmm. the setting, the character, whatever it is you want to call it. The idea behind the castle. I thought it was clever, while at the same time feeling legitimately thrown together. Mm. Like it did feel just like an amalgamation of just chuck ideas together because you're on the run, whatever it might be. Uh, loved it as a design and the multi exit door, door thing, thing was was, was, was a stroke of genius so really it is, it's a great personification of what hal represents for majority of this film and it, it is well done i'd like an honorary mention for the soundtrack as well the score score is great score is great mm-hmm. oh, that yeah, really absolutely. did take me on a more of a journey at certain places in the movie yeah um i'll i'll really quickly do my favorite seeing some i have a, I have a lot of negative to say but seeing on the steps yeah quite like that it's nice. Yeah, it's Two old thing. ladies trying to make it to the top and sort of have a you know, quiet. And she's carrying the dog the whole time. Yeah. And so I thought, because back at this point, when I thought this was Howl, I thought she's struggling because although it's so little, it would have the same weight as Howl would be. Yeah. And that's why she's struggling getting this up the stairs so much. Yeah. 
And then it turns out, no, nah, a bit of a double fake there. So, all mm-hmm. right. Um, which I wasn't angry about. I wasn't angry that it wasn't Howl. No, which, no, I, no, I, I, no. I was really quite okay with that. Especially with the name Howl. It would actually make you think a dog would actually make kind of sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mind that. So um, that's that. Uh, Grumbles time. Grumbles. Liam. We've already talked about the story um, where things went and didn't go. But one of my biggest gripes was the dog. I thought the dog was going to be something significant. And it wasn't. There's a lot of red herrings in this film. And I didn't like that. That wound me up. There's a lot of things you think are going to be important and Because aren't. he can't really bark properly. Can't, like, he couldn't speak. Yep. And I thought he was going to evolve into something else. Yep. But he didn't. So I guess we can take it clearly that George's dog is not like a magical dog. Because no, <laughs> he has no problem speaking, as he we've decided. He, he doesn't, no. Yeah. Pip yeah. would like his own podcast. He would call it the Pipcast. It will oh, be, be George, brilliant. Speaking of having your own podcast, there were a couple requests for a sequel to Nana Reviews or Nana Speaks, whatever we called it. I, there we I did have a little bit of a chat with Nana this afternoon that I caught on, uh, caught on audio. So there is a little bit of okay. discussion. But they probably don't. No. <laughs> Don't know. Apart from the people who made it, who might yeah. know what it was supposed to be about. They might. Or maybe they don't. No, that's true. We just like to see what people think. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I've got to watch one about a castle that moves this week. Oh. Yeah, it's a castle. Oh, that's different. At least you knew it was moving. That's some, uh, we made hey, we a, see it move, so that's all right. That's made a start. Yeah, as a, and there's a wizard and a witch. Oh, well, that, that, now that seemed more promising, don't it, yeah, than that it's a bit one, more you know. I enjoyed it. I watched it the other day. As I said to me, I can, even if I don't have all... If I go in the middle of a murder mystery thing, you yeah. know, I can usually catch up you with it. You figure it out. Yeah. And I can figure it out, sort of thing. But um, what annoys me most of it that is if I fall asleep and miss the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not 100% who did it. Sort That's of kind thing. of the point of a murder mystery. Yes, isn't it? yeah. Find out. But I can follow them pretty, pretty fairly well. But yeah. that, well, forget it. <laughs> I couldn't follow that at all. <laughs> it didn't help that you were reading underneath no. it. Because by the time your eyes go down, you read that. That's changed at the... Yeah. Well, the one we watched this week is originally in Japanese, but oh. it's a dubbed version of it, oh. so, that you can, so it's in English. That was easier then. Yeah, that was easier. Have you discussed that one? No, yet? we're doing that later. Oh, you're going tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've got to go to work tomorrow, so you mustn't. Won't, won't be too late. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I telling you not to be late? You be as late as you like. I will. <laughs> yes. Which won't be very late because I like to sleep. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't have to so sleep well. Yeah. I don't. I wake up. I can go to sleep mm. when I go to bed. I can go to sleep. I wake up so bloody early. Sometimes that's three o'clock. I go back to sleep then. I do try. In, yeah. in the future, though, if she's around and you happen to be watching a film, I mean, by, by all means, we would very yeah. much welcome Nana Speaks or whatever it is that we'll, that we'll, that we'll definitely call that. She'll get her own fan club. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I told her this this afternoon that people wanted her back because someone on Twitter had mentioned it as well, so I can't remember who it was. Um, but she was like, 
they want me. No. Like, yeah, they want, yeah, they want you, Nana. They really like you. And she's oh, like, well, I know, I know Ian and I know Liam, and I yeah, think they'll just does. laugh at me when I when I say things. Nope. And then she was, yeah, nope. and we were like, no. But then she said, <laughs> she said, but. Liam better be careful because if he criticises me I'll criticise his pink hair <laughs> <laughs> no, no there's a lot of people out there listening to this podcast going he has pink hair so yeah it's true now the only person who didn't get a haircut this week was Georgia so let's talk to haircut number three Ethan <laughs> grumbles from this week for a film that I just said had so much fluidity and flow to it there is an there is an inertia of this story and the themes throughout it Especially now that there is a whole storyline that I've never known for like 10 years. And that really frustrates me because I enjoy seeing a film a second time or a third time and noticing more and more things. There are so many films that I love that do that, but those things are seeded throughout. I'm not going to then have to read a book or expository stuff afterwards in an article and go, oh, of course, that means she's also a witch. And I, as, as a plot point, that really does frustrate me because it's an integral part of this story, especially when you break it down for, for things like this. And that's such a takeaway to this entire format. I didn't guess it, and I'd like to have had the payoff of that, yeah. Uh, Georgia? I, I'm kind of with with Ethan, except probably on the other side of the coin, where um, it, it does litter things throughout, but because there is no they payoff so at the end. Subtle. <laughs> Because there is no payoff at the end, you don't notice them, and that's what is missing. There needed to be something at the end. And I think, like we said, I don't mind if it's kind of confusing, and at the end you go, oh, that makes sense, and then you watch a second time and you see it all. That's fine. I don't mind that. I have no complaints. You need that payoff. And so mine would go with this. I compared this a lot to a video game, okay? Mm -hmm. And what I would say is there's it's not that uncommon at least not back in our day liam where you would get a video game you'd get stuck and you couldn't figure it out and you would buy a strategy guide and it would tell you how to access and beat the game yeah it felt like that's fine for a video game for some reason i had a real issue if that's what i need to do for a movie i gotta go find (laughs) external information to figure out how to access the end of the film and that's what that's what that's what this required me to do and so i thought it was a fever dream at first and then when i found out what i was supposed to be i i've i've literally i've never said this before about anything on the podcast but then this oppositional thing where i'm rejecting the film and i'm going like i am i am professionally whatever you want to call it angry i guess with the film for for um withholding information that i think is the viewer you need for a payoff or going that you know and again it doesn't blind me to, to the positive elements of the film and they no, are of there course not. Yeah. of course they are there yeah, yeah, yeah but it does make me go i will never watch this again like i will never watch this again to be fair mm. I, I i probably won't either because it's not my kind of cup of tea but there are elements of this story or this film that i do like visually the good the the good qualities of this film are done much better in other in Spirited Ghibli Away. movies. I'll watch Spirited yeah, Away. Spir- Spirited Away, uh, Ponyo, My Neighbor Totoro, Grave of Fireflies is one of the most artistic things I've ever seen, especially for what it represents of Japanese war culture. But this just has too many issues breaking it down afterwards, which is a shame because there are some stunning parts. 
All right, so I think we've reached that part where we've sort of said our stuff a little bit again. No need for an age game because it's animated, so we don't yeah. need to do that. Uh, I think so it's if a, he's 90, apparently. I think, it's, I think it's a dub, so I don't think we really need to care about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anybody's best role ever. No, I don't think no, that's no, really... No. Uh, I mean, Ethan, you've heard my... Unless you're someone you really want to make a case for, Ethan, you've heard my speech about 90% of acting being nonverbal, so I'd have a hard time with a with a, a dub being the... I won't. Uh, I won't. This is, this is also the point in anime dub history where most of the time it sucks. It's only gotten good in the last five years because usually uh, it's really wood i didn't have an issue with, with the quality of a dub here no I, high I, level actors who i felt emoted yeah. effectively not one of my criticisms i was surprised that they had such big actors to do the dub yeah more than anything there, there are a lot in others uh kristen dunce appears well, very early on in her but we're not talking about others are we we're no. talking about this one so um the quality of a dub in this one was fine yeah so uh, let's talk, uh, Georgia. Do you have critics for us about this? People who aren't I do, me, yeah. People that aren't you, no. Um, so I have uh, Andrew Osmond from Empire gives it four out of five. It says just as Miyazaki seemed on the verge of properly crossing over, he serves up an anime riddle wrapped in an in an enigma, uh, though with all his usual charm, wit, and hand drawn beauty. Um, then we get uh, Mark Savlov from the Austin Chronicle says it's not Miyazaki's best work, but it is leagues beyond any traditional 2D animation out of the 3D mad Hollywood lately and more beguiling than anything Disney's done in ages. Um, and then we get our good friend, Roger Ebert. <laughs> uh, Roger Ebert gives us two and a half stars out of four. Ooh. His headline for this is Castle, Nothing to Howl About. Um, <laughs> the the review is quite a good read. I really enjoyed it. Um, but his summing up statement is basically, I can't recommend the film and yet, I know if you admire Miyazaki as much as I do, you'll want to see it anyway. When his movies are working, and on those rare occasions when they are not, Miyazaki nevertheless is a master who, frame by frame, creates animated compositions of wonderment. Um, he mentions how um, Pete Doctor and John Lasseter are, um, supervise the dubbing and say it does a really good job. Um, but he says, in the meantime, the big screen is the only way to appreciate the remarkable detail of the castle, which becomes one of the great unique places in movies. Mm. Again, I find myself. You, 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 it's weird, Eves and I. I'm not saying I'm you like be the, an honorary <laughs> critic. For you. Yeah. I, I'm not an honorary. I'm not saying I'm the natural successor to his crown, but I'm not not saying it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! I've been a critic all along. Ha <laughs> ha! Some some ghibli logic there. Yeah, we had to find that written in a Twitter thread from a couple of years ago to really understand that logic. There. <laughs> so here we go. Let's look at some of our critics, shall we? So. Let's start with birthday boy and friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who says, I have not gotten around to seeing this yet, and so we'll have to defer listening until I have. It's been on my list forever, though, so this will be the push I need. So if you're part of our fledgling fandom, if you're active on Twitter, hound Dwayne and see if he watches this. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, next up, it's a musical podcast. Drew here. It's my favorite Ghibli film, and it was the first one I saw, and it caters to everything I love about Magic Worlds. I read the book after seeing the film and enjoyed both equally. Uh, M from Verbal Diorama, and you guys know how much I write M stuff, uh-huh, says, yep. this is actually my favorite Ghibli film. I adore it. It's not Miyazaki's best movie, and I acknowledge that, but there's just so much heart and soul. The score is beautiful, and it, it looks is. stunning. It's a simple story, beautifully told. I think it's wonderful. Great Disney dub, too. <laughs> Our friends over at Film Floggers say, I agree it's not Miyazaki's best work, but visually up there with his prettiest. I first came upon Ghibli with a triple bill of my neighbor Toroto, Princess Mono- 
Mononoke and Howl. Yep. So it will always hold the Miyazaki-shaped hole in my heart, along with the castle of Cagliostro. <laughs> Film floggers, you guys, what are you doing to me with all those things I've never read before in a tweet? <laughs> Actually, no, I rate one on OK pretty, pretty high as well. That's a good one. Uh, the Paul and Griff show, say second week in a row, happens in the film. Looks like a fancy version of Pixar's Up from the GIF. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Grumpy Old Person. Uh, well, one's going up, one's going sideways. I mean, that's about as close <laughs> as it gets. Maybe they could have called this film Sideways. Uh, sideways is a very different a film. A very different film about wine drinking. It was... Uh, Hey, 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 Mr. Postman. Postman. Russell says, it was the first Studio Ghibli film I've seen, but I had mixed feelings about it. I liked the story and the stunning visuals. However, I thought it was slightly too long. Not disagreeing there, no, sir. We're not, no. I didn't particularly like the character of Hal, and I also didn't think Christian Bale's voice fitted his look. Not in the bit where he's like, I'm Batman. Yeah. But that was a dream <laughs> sequence, so maybe we can't count that. Uh, I want to. Uh, also says I want to watch more from them though, and intend to watch Spirit of the Way next, as it seems to be the one that is held in the highest regard from the critics. I responded by saying uh, I think it's really strong, and Ethan said Spirit of the Way was his first Ghibli, and one of the highest ranked films ever. He highly recommends. Mm-hmm. I sure do. Uh, Bradley says uh, stunning animation is to be expected with Miyazaki. I wasn't too keen on the overall plot or even how himself. Side note: Old Lady Sophie gives me nightmares. <laughs> uh, the Ants Human Stars podcast says I've always had a crush on Howell. I can see with that entry point, like he is designed he to is be like me. that. Who's he? Yeah. He only oh, preys on the it? pretty girls. Why is it with those sort of animations where all the men have girly cut? haircuts Dunno. Do you know it, I mean? it's 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 an anime thing like it's a, yeah. especially in in j-pop it's k-pop it's sort of, sort of oh, yeah, okay. like a, a, not effeminate but more like uh, in tune with that side what we would call the me- metrosexuals in the late 90s early 2000s japan was doing yeah. it for quite some time oh okay i mean oh one sec like hell this one here is about people with strong bodies who fight and he looks like a woman okay um <laughs> it's a musical podcast say i assume after parasite last week you'll be watching the dubbed version i said yes. you're one million percent right <laughs> uh and i think i've got one more comment underneath that uh they said working collaboration with disney really benefits the dubs danny here so we've had both members of its musical podcast cool. which is great because yeah, they're fantastic yeah, yeah. that's danny our reigning trivia champion by the way uh <laughs> i tend to opt for the dubbed version of ghibli i love them so much in the japanese versions the dubs are more accessible if i'm feeling lazy well i had notes to type so i don't know if lazy is what i'd call it nice efficient maybe yeah uh, so all that's left now is for us to talk about our ratings our ratings so what are we thinking about howl's moving castle liam let's start this off with you okay um the story wasn't great didn't really know where it was going in places it's not my kind of thing but visually i love this movie the soundtrack i love and i love the entrance to howl when he came down yep. it was very majestic i loved it um so i'm gonna give this a strong six and a half ghiblies <laughs> <laughs> wow okay <laughs> uh, i thought you were going much higher with that based on your, your on, on your prelude there no, because yeah. it's not my kind of thing. I'm never no. going to watch it again. That's fine. But I, I can see all the, the good parts. Uh, let's go next. I'll go, I'll go next with, with Ethan, actually. Ethan, if you could give us yours, please. I'm going to tell you what I originally thought I was going to give this, and that was an 8.5 originally. However, finding out this information now has brought this down to a 6.5 for me. Okay, 6.5? 6.5 extra stairs. 
for <laughs> Sophie to climb. Okay. I, I, I do. I really do like this film and I will go back and watch it cause I really do enjoy it. And it is, it's, it's, it's a good animated Ghibli film. However, I, I, I really can't look past these issues now. And I'm sure when I go back and see this film, I'll go, Oh yeah, there's that, there's that, that there's that. But that is not inherently a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Georgia, let's go with you next. Because I have a feeling you're going to be the, the most, not generous, I don't mean that in a, in a, in a fictitious no, way, no. but the one with the highest mark, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, I, I've i said this is this is my kind of film. This is what I enjoy from cinema, like I enjoy Alice in Wonderland, like I enjoy Princess Bride, like I enjoy lots of different things that are slightly quirky but full of warmth and heart. Um, more than I enjoy dead babies and jumping into toilets um (laughs) but i yeah i can't i am upset by the fact that this isn't as accessible as it could be because i want other people to be able to enjoy it as much as i do and you can't without the the mention of her magic in there somewhere more explicitly and for that it's getting uh not as high a mark as i could have given uh it's not getting anywhere near alice um but i am giving it eight and a half out of ten i'm being honest it's pretty much right where i had you (laughs) so um i there's a lot of good things about this film and in my dislike for what they did with the story and the key information i felt was withheld from us um whether it was just a sloppy mistake whether maybe something in the japanese culture of, of of filmmaking where you don't have to have that and people are just willing to kind of run with it uh it is and isn't depending on films i know some that explain it some that don't because it's mysticism but even in the ones that have mysticism there is a history for it too Okay, um, maybe anime is just not my thing. Uh, maybe it is. I, I, I like to. I like spirit away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not nuts for it, but I, I, I do like it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's my art style in general, um, but I do appreciate the artistry that I, is that I, is present. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I think most of what Ebert said, I could definitely agree with. It's visually stunning, and oh, uh, and, and I enjoy the aesthetic. I do enjoy the mm-hmm. whole is it steampunk industrial revolution mixed with some other elements to it. I think it's great. Uh, I'm story above all. And this story made me turn on the film. So I'm giving it, I'm breaking new ground for myself here. I'm giving this a four out of 10. Whoa, I didn't see Ooh. you doing that. I am giving this four essential missing plot expositions out of 10. I, I honestly thought you'd be a five. Not four. Wow. Four. I would say I, so much good stuff about this. Yeah, yeah, If yeah, someone yeah, said, yeah. should I watch this? I would say no. But then again, you, you yeah, see, it'll skip it. <laughs> yeah, I would say skip it. It, it would be it would be what, what this is, and this isn't. I wouldn't say that. I'd say see it. Because I was coming in thinking if I can do what, what what Ethan said. I was coming in thinking I was going to give a seven. That's probably what I thought coming in. And I came in thinking lower. I thought it's going to be. I'm going to go. Yeah, it's all right. Not my thing. Yeah. Is where I thought I was going to come with it and probably land on a seven. And I started halfway. I was like, yeah, it's kind of feeling sexy. But that's all right. Yeah. And then at the end, I went, what is this fever dream finished? I have no idea what happened. It, it's over now. There's some, uh, what? And then a payoff that I thought George was going to have this thing. was going to go, ah, and I thought it was, it was going to tie up the loose ends. Yeah. And it was going to glow and it, all the, the shots of the film were going to hit my brain. I was going to go, I get it. And it didn't you happen. Didn't and that's not it. a fault of George's. That's no. just a fault of the information you have to have is too inside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so that's just that's fair and that's me and that's me and if you're out there and i've just trashed your favorite movie i really am sorry i really really am um maybe i don't like quirky and i don't like Coraline that much 
I didn't like Coraline. Not on this level. I, there's more I liked about Coraline in the end than this. See, I like this more than I did. Oh, did you? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You you definitely view films more in, in, a, in a more analytical sense than other people do because some people view it more visually or. If I, I don't know if I say I don't say analytically. I think that's the right word to say because you're still analyzing it. You're just analyzing oh, the yeah, visuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I play such a high value on the narrative. Yes. Whereas yeah. other people, there's other elements that can easily do that. But so that you want different people in the podcast to have different views. Absolutely, that's, that's absolutely, absolutely about, it is. It? You know, so no it's, it's easy to cover all bases. And as we said here, our friendships are far more important than the ratings oh, yeah, we give a film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes We're we do. Still friends and, and you shout on Caroline. And sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes we get a little bit precious with the films we, we've been to a table. And I've been guilty of that. Of course, I have. We all do. Yeah. Of course, I have. And I'm yeah. sitting there going, "How do you not see it?" Train spotting. Yeah, train spotting. Absolutely. Fight Club. Yeah. You know, Rocky. I mean, we've had ones where you've gone, "I don't get it." Um, but again, that might be a generational. But thing. I couldn't rank this any lower than four. There's no, there's, there's no way. There's, there's a lot of positives there's a lot in of this good thing. Stuff in this, so and it's just it's just the store. The end of a day, I'm sitting. It, it depends. Not to bring it back to a Disney concept, but if you like Fantasia because you like the pretty pictures, see, I hate Fantasia. I hate Fantasia because I, I need it. a story. Yeah, and so not that this is Fantasia. It's not that, but no. it is more on that side where there's a visual spectacle to it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. George and I, we've spoken about how you know stuff like Pan's Labyrinth, stuff like anything by yeah. Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water. You know, she doesn't think I'm going to like it as much because I'm more of a. Whereas me and you were like three billboards, films, yeah, films yeah, yeah. people angrily like talking kids. at each other. Yeah. Get in, yeah, yeah, he is acting. It? Yeah, yeah, acting. The perfect exactly. film can have a mix of amazing dialogues enthralling story and breaking visuals and there are some films that have done that really really well especially by miyazaki but this one falls flat on some of those things i got no issue it's like it has to hit i'm a tick box and goes what's this what's this what's this what's this something you can get there you can get a 10 out of 10 with very ordinary um like not these high production no, exactly. value yeah, visuals. Yeah. We did one night in Miami. It's very one night in Miami. If, if, done we, well. if we ranked it at ten, I would have ranked it very highly. Okay, same, same. And it didn't have that. It was, it was all in basically in one room. Most of it. Most one right? room just talking. And whereas you could have or Breakfast Club, right? Where yeah. they're sitting and just it, it, it's very simplistic sitting in the classroom. You yeah. know what I mean? They're sitting talking. Conversely, you can have the ones that are big spectacles. Titanic is a giant epic, right? And I said uh, yeah. I got some issue with the script, but yeah, yeah. but this, but sometimes if something's just broken for you, and I think George you talked about it, or maybe Ellie talked about it with like Days of Thunder and stuff like that where it just kind of breaks and you go look I hear you but it's, it's, it's not it's not recovering from this yeah and for me it just didn't do that and so that's where I'm at I, I feel a bit sad I wanted I was a little bit ambivalent coming in I'll, I'll acknowledge that I was like okay we're doing House Moving Castle this week but I'm gonna give it an open shot and I'm, a little, I'm disappointed I didn't like it more than I did See, I so, like it more than I thought I was going to like it. So there we go. We switch so, places. Yeah. There we go. It's it's a shame that this is... Well, I was going to say, this isn't really your, your jumping on point for that kind of film, but especially as your second go at one of these, yeah. it's, it, it can leave cold feet. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just one. And there's other options. Yeah. People might go, okay, if you like Spirit of the Way but not this, maybe you should try this. And I welcome those recommendations. I yeah. really, really I do. I can give you a list, off of Mike, of this ones I love that me- actually have good narrative and story. Yeah. This will not put me off watching any others. If Georgia does what she does and chooses something obscure and off the wall and it's anime-related, <laughs> you know, in a couple of picks or whatever that is, yeah, that's fine. Cool. <laughs> you wait I'll send you the list, Georgia. <laughs> Because George doesn't have films on her own list that she wants to pick, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's talk about what is coming up next. And thank you very much, guys. And for yeah. out there, thank you. I mean, it's, we don't always agree, and sometimes it's fun to have those different viewpoints. I bet you I get a lot more. Ian, what you're not understanding is this. And 
I, I welcome it. I really do. No, I really I do. Tell me, people, tell me what I'm missing. I think a lot more people are, are on your side and see things uh, the, the way you see it. I don't know about this one. No? Not our audience. I don't know. That's why from such we'll a great out. format, because people can get so yeah. many different experiences and, and views from it. Yeah, I'm just, if you're out there, explain me what I'm missing. I'm really open to hear. What, what am I missing about this one? That's the good thing about us. We are open. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about next week, though. Next week, we record on Sunday, so we'll be recording on May the 2nd. Oh, which means it comes out on May, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh. Last year, we did A New Hope. We did. This year, we're doing The Empire Strikes Back. Now, this is my wheelhouse. So that will be the crossover. Uh, we'll do it on both feeds. Yeah. There will be no separate uh, no, no, talking no. to Mickey. We'll just do, here's here's the release for both. Yeah. Uh, and we will do that. Ethan, I believe you're signed up to do Context Corner for... I sure am. I am not going to make it exceed at least five hours. There we go. So we'll do that. Warning. Do you remember back in the day when you were a kid, you'd get a booklet of the brief version of the film with a cassette that you could play, and they'd play the, the characters through the film? Oh, yeah. Right. I always remember in this at the beginning, you'd hear the noise of that um, monstery thing that he's riding. Going, oh, it's on Oh, it's on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember that on the cassette. That always disturbed me. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and yeah this is my Are favorite. there towers in this one? No. Uh, no. Oh, it'll be, but there are, there could be other George creatures you might fall in love with. Uh, it'll be yeah. interesting to see. Cause uh, so George, you've never seen Empire Strikes Back. I've seen lots of different bits of lots of different okay. Star Wars. Do you know the spoiler? And I couldn't tell you which one. Was she probably which. does, but we'll let Everyone it knows the spoiler. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, I know Ellie hasn't seen it. Oh, okay. Ellie's seen no Star Wars except for the one we did last year. So, oh, that's, so that's really quite interesting. It's nice to have someone yeah. who hasn't seen who it. hasn't seen it and might be going. What's all the hype about, guys? Yeah, yeah. that'd be we've really got, we've weird. We've got the, the polar opposite to yeah, which because is always Ethan, great for this thing. It's never not playing in Ethan's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got all movies going around on a loop. It's well, just, enough. This is the one that I think I've seen the least. Oh, really? Wow. It's my okay. Favorite yeah, of all which it's like most it's most people's favorite. It's, very, out of all it's of them. darker. It yeah. is the darkest one of the bunch, and I like that. Yeah, I, I do. like that. I do. This one in Empire, this one in Revenge of the Sith, like the two darkest. <laughs> yes, but look, hopefully that's the only time we compare those two films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it is the, um, it's like the Dark Knight of like the original trilogy. Yeah, it is that yeah, darker toned, shoot, where do we go from here yeah. at the end of it? So yeah, really quite, quite something. And uh Sounds like it could have benefited from some Jawas, not going to lie. Well, how about we wait till we actually see it? We'll see. <laughs> Although I think George's answer is always, add more Jawas. Yep. In any sense, I expect your ranking to be Jawas out of 10. That's what I expect for next week. I love Jawas. Zero of 10, no Jawas here. So, um, please join us next week on Star Wars Day, no less. Yeah. I don't even have to do any fancy scheduling. It's right on the Tuesday, so that's good. Ooh. As we do, the Empire Strikes Back. I think this one's directed by Spielberg. No, this is... is this, um, this isn't Lucas, is it? No, this isn't Lucas. It's, uh, I want to say, Ivan Kirshner? That could be right. We'll have the answer next week. Oh, okay. So please join us next week as we, um, well, as we try to uh, rescue Han and Leia in <laughs> uh, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. Best film ever. I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And from the bottom of my heart, I really apologize for not loving this film as much as I should. Because in the words of Billy Crystal, what I really wanted to do was, have fun storming the castle. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time. Take care, folks.